Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit gemrate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast where we talk TTM cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. We have some, we go off the uh, off the rails sometimes, right, Drew? Once in a while we do, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what, however my brain, whatever Drew's brain goes for. My name is Jeff Baker. I am the host of this fine, fine program. Talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host from Arlington, Texas. His name is Drew Pelto. He is DWF Grapper. Ah, oh my God, he's the best. He has videos every week on YouTube. He is on Twitter. He is. He will not go on thread. He 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 put his foot down. He said, "That's it. I'm not going on thread." But we'll yep. talk about that. We'll talk that about that a little later. You're listening to the nationally ranked sports podcast, and you know what? We have fun. That's all we do, right, Drew? Yeah, pretty much. That's. I mean, if we get on, we talk about the stuff we like, and most of the time we stay on topic, and sometimes it goes off the rails. You never know. <laughs> Not sometimes it goes off the rails. We always go off the rails. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's going to happen <laughs> at least once an episode. Well, you know what? Drew and I love cards. We love TTMing. We love autographs. And we just do this for fun, guys. This is this this is is a labor of love. We I've been doing this for five years. Drew's been doing it for two years now, and uh, we do a new show every Wednesday, which is called TTM Cast One on One, which is an interview show. And we do this show every Saturday. And this set, show can run anywhere from what maybe an hour, an hour and a half to two and a half hours, maybe sometimes three hours. So uh, sit back. Uh, hopefully you're with us for the whole show. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we, we're going to first review our, our week, and then we get all sorts of cool stuff to talk about. So welcome if you're a new listener. Drew, our, we, we, we keep getting new listeners, which I, I'm amazed. We, I think we we we, uh, we, we, we kind of don't scare off the old listeners, and, and we keep our new listeners, and, and we've been growing. Nice. That's always good. I mean, anytime you can... Yeah, anytime you can grow the audience, that's always a good thing. So just tell your friends about us and, yeah. and, and sit back and enjoy. So, Drew, I went to the Red Sox and Rangers game on Wednesday night, and finally the sun came out in Boston, and it was a nice day. It was like 80 degrees, and it was beautiful, and the Red Sox beat the Rangers, and it was a, a really good game. I think it was either 4-2 to two or it was it was a close game, the, the one that I went to. It was a good, it was a good game. Uh, 1967 Cy Young winner Jim Lomborg was in the team store signing autographs for free. So I got a couple of signed uh, five by seven uh, of Jim Lomborg. I'm going to give one of those away to a, a lucky listener next week. And we'll talk about that in Baker's Dozen. And it was my birthday on Friday. I'm 58. Can you believe I'm 58, Drew? 
Nice. <laughs> 58. So I got all sorts of good cards. My my family kicked in with tons of good cards. I got a um I got a series two mega box. I got a heritage mega box. I got three um blasters, series two blasters. So I've opened a couple of them. No autographs yet, but I got a lot of good cards. So I'm very happy. Uh I think I'm getting pretty close to putting together both the series two set and the heritage set. I gotta okay. put them in number order and see where I am, but I'm getting pretty close to finishing both those sets. Um I think heritage, I might need need some of the high numbers, you know. But yeah, yeah, the, that, that always takes a while. But the but the but the the, the basic ones I, I've got those so uh very happy and um today is Saturday my family and I are gonna we're gonna go for dinner for our uh, my birthday on Saturday as well my daughter's coming home we went out to Hooters last night <laughs> <laughs> my we went out to Hooters last night for my birthday had some wings and curly fries it was it was a fun time and then we went to Dairy Queen kind of an all American birthday right of course. <laughs> and then we're going out uh to a japanese steakhouse with my family tonight so the, it's a it's a two-night birthday and i got some more pre presents coming today so it's a, it's a big birthday weekend nice that sounds pretty good very good how was your your week it's decent so far um sent out 18 autograph requests over the last two weeks so hopefully those will be uh starting to roll in pretty soon um did some graphing last night i'll talk about that here in a second got a few trades in as well Got a couple upcoming uh, games. I'm going to be going to the uh, Guardians and the Rangers next weekend, or this coming weekend, I guess, week from this weekend. Nice. And uh, finally, starting to get my uh, overseas stamps in. Got my Korean stamps in, so I'll be able to send out three more Korean requests this week. So we'll see how those go. But yeah, went and did some in-person graphing last night. They had a double header between uh, the Midland Rockhounds and Frisco. And boy, if you want a truly miserable team... The Midland Rockhounds are for you when it comes to graphing. I mean, oh, God, really? Was, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, these guys, it's Oakland's double A team. If these guys were, if these guys had the talent to match their egos, they would be up in the majors already. This is Oakland we're dealing with, for God's sake here. But so they have about, let's see, how many was it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of their top 30 prospects in the A's organization are with the double A team there, but nobody that's really that great at all on it. So, uh, just give you a quick rundown of how everything went here with these guys. I'll do the top 30 guys first. So uh, Lawrence Butler, he wasn't even there because he's playing in the uh, Futures game. It's coming up, the All-Star game. So uh, didn't see him at all. And from everything I heard, he was one of the toughest ones to deal with among uh, all this, this entire team. So I'm kind of glad I didn't see him. Uh, Denzel Clark is their number nine prospect. And God, he was absolutely miserable. I mean, we were waiting on him as he comes in and we're like, hey, Denzel, you got time to sign? He like looks and yells at us. I'm not signing any cards for you people and walks off. Oi. He did that apparently the entire series too. Typically it sounds like he's picking one game per series, signing then, and that's it. If you get him, great. If you don't, well, sucks for you. Uh, number 12 prospect, Brett Harris. Didn't even see him at all there, which is weird. He played on the fifth. So he obviously was with the team. I don't know why we didn't see him though at all. Uh, number 13 prospect, JT Ginn is listed as active on their roster, but hasn't pitched in two months. It turns out he's doing injury rehab in Arizona. So he wasn't there. Uh, the number 14 prospect was uh, Darrell Hernandez. He signed one out of the two cards I had, so he was at least all right. Uh, Royber Salinas, he was on the injured list, so we didn't see him, their number 16 prospect. Um, Ryan Cusick is their number 18 prospect. He started the first game of the doubleheader, so he wouldn't sign before it, but afterward he at least did two out of four. Uh, the number 19 prospect was Joey Estes. He did the only card I had. Uh, the number 29 prospect was Jack Perkins. I didn't have anything for him, so I didn't even see, uh, didn't even really look for him at all. 
Then a bunch of guys who were not in their top 30 at all. Uh, let's see here. We had Cooper Bowman was cool. At least he did all four cards that I had at the batting cage. I think he was just excited. He was getting off the injured list finally. So <laughs> back into his first game, uh, Grant Holman signed all four cards that I had. Durbin Feltman, former Red Sox prospect. He signed one out of the four cards that I had. Calvin Coker. God, here's an interesting one. So uh, before the first game of the doubleheader, he's up hanging out in the bullpen and somebody goes and asks, hey, yeah, Calvin, you got a you mind signing? And he says, yeah, I'll sign for you if you can tell me what college I went to. <laughs> it's like, seriously, dude? And the guy's the guy like looks at him like, what? And he's like, yeah, I, I don't like signing unless I, you know, have a, unless the person has a connection with me or something like that is what he says. And he's just like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. So I didn't bother asking beforehand, but I looked on the back. Fortunately, the back of his card said that he went to Auburn and Ranger College both. So it's like if I ask him and he asked me, bam, I can snap that out right there. But in between games, the doubleheader, I asked if he'd sign. He's like, yeah, no problem. Signs one out of the four cards that I had there. Uh, Trey Supak. So there, before the game, they're announcing the starting lineup still. And typically players will sign all the way up until first pitch. Once that first pitch is thrown, done. They're announcing the lineup. So they still have, you know, like a good five or 10 minutes before even getting started there. And Trey Supak, somebody asked me and he angrily responds, no, we're getting ready to start. It's like, you've got 10 minutes, dude. Seriously, you could knock yeah. out everything in that time very quickly. Uh, we didn't even see Jeremy Ironman at all. He hasn't played in about a month. I think he may be injured and didn't make the trip at all. It's weird. He's not listed on the injured list because just like, uh, what's his name? Uh, JT Ginn wasn't listed on it either. Uh, Lazaro Armenteros before the game said, oh, not now. But then between games, he at least signed the two cards that I had on my book for me. Uh, manager Bobby Crosby signed two out of four cards. He's I like Bobby he's Crosby. Oh, yeah. He's kind of weird. I mean, two years ago, he signed everything you had. You could put down, you know, four cards, six cards, whatever. And he would do everything. Last year, he suddenly cut it back to one per. And now this year looks like he's doing two per. So I'll take that, though, at least. I like him pitching, as a player. Yeah, he was really good. I mean, he was, what, I think rookie of the year one year there. Yep. So, yep. And uh, finally, pitching coach Chris Smith, former Red Sox prospect, signed all three cards that I had. So, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean. He did if, okay, but not great. Right. Yeah, it was all right in the end. But JT Ginn was the biggest one that I needed because he's in the 21 Heritage set. And he was listed on the roster there, but no, apparently he's injured and hasn't uh, played in two months and wasn't even traveling with the team. So two years in a row now, JT Ginn has been on the injured list when Midland has played at Frisco. So it's like, I'm just completely snake bit on this guy. It seems, I think they come in one more time though. So do they come in twice? I think so. I think they've got one more trip in later this year. I hope they do at least. And maybe he'll be back then. And Drew, you have to mention, mention your great article in sports collectors daily. Yes. Yeah. Finally got the, got figured out what to write for that one. Cause I've been wanting to do one on the 72 high numbers for a while now. And I just was not able to come with a good angle on it. So finally, uh, just the other day, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to start, you know, just stream of consciousness on this whole thing and see, all right, what can I come up with? And I sent it over to Rich and I said, this is what I could come up with. If you got anything you want me to expand on or anything, let me know. I can do that. Hopefully it works out. And he's like, yeah, Hey, this is really great. I don't like, like, you know, one thing in there and then, yeah, it's good to go. I'm like, Okay, cool. That's that's. I guess I just need to, you know, just let my brain puke on the paper. Essentially, <laughs> you get much so, feedback yeah. on it. I haven't yet, but I haven't really te- checked out the uh, any of the comments on Facebook or anything like that yet. Yeah, it's a good article, guys. Check it out. He did. Not, he wrote an article on 1972 tops baseball high number. It's a really uh, a good article. It's in Sports Collectors Daily. It's right there, right on the. the it's the first article, which is, is coveted. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. where you want to be. So. 
Exactly. Uh, it was up the first couple of days. I I didn't check it today, but I, I think yesterday, as of yesterday, it was the the top article. So make sure you guys check that out uh, on Drew's article, nineteen seventy two tops baseball high number. It's a, it's a really fun article. Uh, and Drew is he is a content creator. He is a great content creator. And make sure you check him out on YouTube. He is at DFW Graffer, and he has uh, he he puts a basically just about every week, right, Drew? You you do a video. Yeah, if it's been a slow week, I might do it, uh, push it into two weeks there. So this, uh, I didn't do it this past week at all, and this week was even slower, so it's going to be a very short two-week video, <laughs> but I'll have one up uh, hopefully tomorrow or Monday. Very cool. Well, guys, we have a really fun show for you this week uh, in Collector's Corners. We spoke with Kurt Hubbardston. He is a TTM collector and a set collector as well from West Virginia, and we talked to him about uh, collecting. He collects with his son, uh, and he's a really... Uh, passionate collector so make sure you check that out then we talked to clemente lise about the upcoming national it's a, a fun talk with clemente so that is coming up so we got a lot of fun stuff next week we have greg bates who is uh, an author and, and writes articles for sports collectors digest and we're going to have les wolf doing his um appraisals so if you have any items you want to appraise have appraised by less and not when i praise it's really just an opinion send it us to send us Send it to us. I'll, I'll get it right. Send it to <laughs> us with a description and a picture. Send it to ttmcast at yahoo.com. Yeah, try to get it to me uh, by um, the end of the day Monday because I'm going to uh, talk to Les on Tuesday because he's traveling out to the National and getting ready for the National. So um, please send it to me by uh, the end of the day Monday. And we've got three or four things already. So if you have anything that you'd like to get Les's appraisal uh, for July, just send it out. Send a picture in a description to TTMcast at yahoo.com. And we uh, will have Les do the appraisal for it. We also have all our regular segments, right, True? We do indeed. We've got Baker's Dozen where we cover all the news from the collectibles world from the previous week. As you mentioned, we've got a TTM or Kurt Humbertson coming on the show and uh, our interview with Clemente Lisi about the national we've got making the grade where we cover everything about the world of grading with a lot of info from the previous week. Uh, we've got our stamp approval. Jeff and I give our two thumbs up to something. Anything could be from any part of the world. You never know if it's going to be sports, food, a TV show, something else. You never know. We've got the Vern rap minute covering deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics, anybody you might consider TTMing. If they've died, we're going to try to let you know about it. And of course, the main reason why we all are here, our TTM returns. And Drew, you have become the uh, the international stamp expert for the show. I have. <laughs> I yeah, you, wanted, the... you want that title, but you have been because we got a couple of emails today, uh, this week from listeners and, and Drew helped them out, I hope. Yeah, I've, and I mean, I like it because I can kind of add a little bit more research onto it as well. Because when I put my initial list together, I think I had like, you know, maybe about... 15 or 20 countries or so on there. And we got to a question about one that I didn't have any info on. So it's like, all right, let's start digging into Spain here and see what we can find. So I was able to do that. Very cool. So guys, we love to hear from you. We love questions. If you have any questions about anything, about cards, collecting, autographs, uh, food, right? Uh, movies, yeah. all the, anything we love, just send us an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com. That is the most powerful email in the hobby, guys. And uh, we will follow up. Either we'll follow up directly or we'll answer on the show. So, guys, thank you. We really appreciate uh, your feedback. And, and if you're interested in being a guest on the show and you want to be in Collector's Corner, we'd love to hear from you as well. So uh, 
keep up the emails and we really appreciate it. All right, Joe, we got all our housework keeping housekeeping done, right? Yes, we did. Next up is let's go right into Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen sponsored by sportscollectorsdaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Baker's Dozen is a news summary of what's been going on in the in the hobby. A lot of stuff going on for a couple things. Uh, first, guys, if you want to get a $10 coupon from Collects, that is free. You get $10 to use in the marketplace. You get, you get $10 to buy any card you want. Uh, you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is send me a your name and hopefully your Collects username and uh, email address, and we will get you a $10 coupon directly from Collects. You don't have to do anything, but you do have to make sure you are signed up for Collects, because if you're not signed up for Collects, that Collects can't send you the coupon. So send me your name and your Collects name and your email address, and we will get you a $10 coupon from Collects. Just put $10 uh, or a Collects coupon in the subject line, and we'll send the information off to Collects, and they will send you the coupon. So thank you, Collects, or for uh, the $10 coupons. And I know the first batch of coupons has already been sent out and uh, hopefully you got that and you've started redeeming your coupons if you re re requested one. So uh, thank you guys. And if you want to get a $10 collects coupon, send an email to us at dtmcast at yahoo.com. All right, guys. Thank you. Secondly, I went to the, uh, I was at the Red Sox game in Jim Lomborg, 1967 Cy Young Award winner was there and I got a five by seven uh, autograph card of, of his and I'm going to, raffle that off we're going to give one away uh, i'm going to give, give it away next week on next saturday's show so if you want to win a uh jim jim lonborg autograph card put um you know put lonborg in the the subject line and just send me your name and your mailing address name and mailing address lonborg in the subject line we're going to give away a, a five by seven jim lonborg car, autograph card signed card he signed it jim lonborg's 1967 cy young winner so it was kind of, it's a nice little uh, freebie, and Jim's a good, a great signer, and he's been on the show before. So if you want to, you want to win, we're going to raffle one of those off and give it away net on next Saturday's show. So you got to get it to me by uh, end of day Friday because we'll we'll pick the winner on next Saturday's show. Just send it to us at dtmcast at yahoo.com. And set, put Lomborg in the subject line and make sure you put your name and your mailing address. And if you haven't gotten got it by now, Drew, Drew gets a quarter every time he sends the mail email address. So that's in his yes. contract. So I can't even say the email address. So a couple of times I've said it in interviews and I feel bad and I give Drew the quarter, but that that is in his contract, right, Drew? Yep. Yes, exactly. And Drew has a Which, tough agent. We've got a really we 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 do not step on Drew's agent. Yeah. I, I, I will. I, I'll. I'll give a uh, give a little hint. It's actually my cat Callie is the one that uh, that, <laughs> that that negotiated that deal for me. So yeah, yeah, but his wife's the one that's the toughie. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> you don't mess with Jen. You do not yeah. mess with Jen, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right, we have some auction news. We've been talking about this for two weeks now, Drew. Yeah, we do. We've. Uh, I mean, 
This is a big card. I mean, it's one of only two known PSA 10 Pete Maravich rookie cards from that 1970, the tall boy set there. And when we first talked about this, I was kind of surprised, you know, that the bidding was only at like $50,000 for it. Then it got up to 90,000. Like, all right, yeah, that's getting closer to what I expected. And right. And it just stalled. Really cool. it stalled. Yeah, those with, I mean, yeah, it hit that like a week or so left in it. And with a few days left in it, it was still at 90,000. It's like, man, this is, that's a, that's a shock. I figured it was going to be at least a six figure card. And well, we saw it over the last couple of days or so there. It absolutely exploded. Final sale price on July 6th, $552,000 for that card. So what's what? A six-fold increase over those last couple of days there. So whoever the owner was on that, great on you for being able to uh, haul that in there. And yeah, just, I mean, such a bidding frenzy at the end, which, I mean, we said might happen because that's what happened with the uh, Mickey Mantle card last summer that uh, went up for yep. auction. So. Yeah, cool to see that. And uh, yeah, good to see that. Good to see that my my brain was in the right spot there thinking that, yeah, that should be a lot higher than it is. I'm sure there was two or three guys that just wanted that card. And that's all oh, you yeah. need, right? You just need two guys that want it. Yep. With, yep. with a few few dollars in their pocket. So it's very, I, I love to see that. Hey, guys, uh, this, I hate reporting this. The cost of stamps is going up. On uh, Monday, it's going up to Ooh. 66 cents. And it just, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it does i mean especially because i mean a lot of these ones i don't use typically the uh forever stamps i like you know kind of personalizing stamps on these things and getting you know kind of cool and different ones so i'm putting 63 cents of postage on all those things now it's up to 66 like oh great i'm gonna i mean hopefully it still gets delivered or just comes postage due or something like that and usually it has but still it's like i don't i don't like chancing that kind of stuff so yeah that's that's not fun right true i'm gonna take the next one and then you take the nationals okay Okay. I'll All right. See, that that's behind the scenes stuff, guys. We <laughs> we we just flipped the script. So, <laughs> um, there's a new uh, I don't know. There's an what do you we want want to call it? A new social media site. It's called it's called Threads. Thread. Yeah. It is part of um. It is owned by um. Isn't that hor horrible? I had a a brain freak. Trying to remember who it was. Was it Instagram that owns it? Instagram. Instagram Sorry, thank you. Yeah. It's owned by Instagram. Yeah. So it is like it's just like um Twitter, and Twitter's having all sorts of problems and, and all sorts of uh Elon Musk stuff, and uh they're putting in all sorts of um things to 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 stop Twitter from being what Twitter has been in uh in uh, literally I think three days over 70 million people have signed up for thread. So I am, we are on thread. I am on thread at TTM cast. Please follow me. So if you do go and sign up for thread, make sure you follow TTM cast. Cause uh, you know, I've got a couple thousand followers on, on Twitter and we want to uh, keep thread going. Cause I really love Twitter and uh, you know, we just got to make sure we don't lose that, that uh, way to communicate with our fans. So if you do sign up for thread, make sure you follow TTM cast. All right. That's just please, please. Uh, we don't we want we don't want to lose communication with you guys. Drew, we have a bunch of uh, bunch of more uh, signers at the national. I'm surprised they're announcing signers this late in the game. Yeah, a little surprising, but I've I seem to remember a couple of year last couple of years they sometimes even add them like the first couple of days of the national. It seems like so like I think in last year like Dale Murphy got added very late to the list. So uh, you never know how late they're going to be added on there. But, yeah, we're still getting a few more right now. Lawrence Taylor has just gotten added from the New York Giants Hall of Famer right there. A couple of baseball Hall of Famers, Reggie Jackson and Jim Palmer, have been added on the list as well. 
and coach Urban Meyer from Florida, from uh, Ohio State, from the uh, a very short term as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. So yeah, what do you uh, have about three weeks? <laughs> seemed like it. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I don't think it even last that first season as a whole. So wow, that's uh, but yeah, I mean, legendary college coach there at the very least. So some big names being added in there, and uh, bigger news as well. VIP tickets now sold out for the show. You can still get your daily tickets. So if you want to go and check out like a single day or a couple of days of the show, go and do it that way. I think it's usually 25 in advance. And I think 30 at the door on those, usually about a $5 difference on those. So yep. if you want to go save yourself a couple bucks, buy them in advance and uh, yeah, just figure out which day you want to go in advance and do it that way. Sure, I can't believe that we have so many new releases. I think everyone's kind of get all these manufacturers are getting ready for the national by having a lot of new releases. I thought they'd kind of hold off for a couple of weeks, but there's a lot of new stuff coming up this week. Yep. Got to crank it all out right before you get out there, I guess. So a uh, Panini with a big one right off the bat is their Chronicles draft picks football for 2023. This has all of the most recent picks all in it. You're going to see in a box there, you'll get eight cards per pack, six packs per box, four autographs and a memorabilia card in each of those boxes. It's a $180 price tag on it. And, uh, I've done some work on that one. So I think it's a pretty good product if I do say so myself. Got some real fun stuff in there. Yeah, they're always, they're, it's always a great looking product. Guys, we have some hockey from Upper Deck 2022 Upper Deck Skybox Metal Universe Champions. I guess it's not hockey, right? It's, it's kind of everything. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, you never know what you're going to get out, Champions. Kind of like their version of uh, Alan Ginter. Yeah, so you get three Skybox premium cards plus three uh, base set retros from 1997-98, and they're going for $250. That's 2022 Upper Deck Skybox Metal Universe Champions. Got uh, some basketball coming from Panini as well for 22-23 Panini Obsidian Basketball. Going to get a one pack of seven cards in there. You get two autographs, two inserts or parallels, and three base cards, and Obsidian always has some really cool looking designs there. And I'm sure this year is going to be no different on that. $270 will be that one. Yeah. A lot of hobby buzz for this one. A lot of people are looking for this one. Guys, we have 2022-23 Panini Chronicle Soccer. We talked about uh, that with um, Clemente coming up, but there's 15 cards per mini box. You get three mini boxes. You get three autos or memorabilia. Get basically one per mini box. Those are going for $280 to $290. That's 2022-23 Panini Chronicle Soccer. Got a 22-23 Bowman University Best Basketball coming out as well. Hobby boxes run $120 there. It's a 100-card base set with two Chrome Autos per box. Another one that's getting a lot of hobby buzz is Top's Finest came out, 2023 uh, Top's Finest. The hobby boxes, you, there's 100 uh, cards in the base set. You get two Chrome Autos, and that's going for $234. That's on uh, tops.com. They, they were available as of uh, yesterday, so check it out, Top's Finest 2023 for $234. Well, Drew, that wraps up our baker's dozen for the week um and let's get right into collector's corner and now it's time for collector's corner let's hear from our collector this week this segment is sponsored by collects the free app for scanning and valuing your cards check out the new collects marketplace to sell and buy cards turn the hobby into your side hustle today so this week on Collector's Corner, I Collector's Corner. I'll get it right. I'm stumbling this morning. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. I'm rumbling, bumbling, and stumbling. That's me. 
<laughs> Collector's Corner this week. I spoke with TTM and collector Kurt Humberson. He is from West Virginia. He is a big time collector. He collects sets. He collects autographs. He uh, is a collector of TTM with his son. And it was really fun to talk to him about, about his path and, and what he loves to collect. So uh, please enjoy my interview with TTM and collector Kurt Humbertson. All right, guys, it's time for Collector's Corner. And I'd like to welcome Scott Humbertson. He is from Virginia, West Virginia. Get it right, West Virginia. <laughs> he is a huge TTM recollect sets. He loves the Braves. Well, we won't hold that against him. Cal Ripken <laughs> Jr., Robin Yount, and Dave Dravecki. Welcome to the program, Kurt. Thanks, Jeff. Pleasure to be here. And just to uh, set the record straight, it's Kurt Humbertson, not Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Kurt, didn't I? You said Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no Kurt. worries. It's my it's my Boston accent. I apologize. I hear you. <laughs> well, all right, all right, pal. Uh, you know what? I know you um you recently got back into the hobby after being out for 25 years. You got back to the hobby in two, 2019. What brought you back into the hobby? Well, interesting story, Jeff. Um, my son, who was seven at the time, was on his first all-star baseball team. And the coach, after the season ended, gave them each a pack of cards to open. And he and I sat down and, and ripped it together. And the flood of nostalgia just swept over me. And it brought me right back to being, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old in the late 80s and opening cards. And uh, there was a card shop, or there still is, in Huntington, West Virginia, that uh, I used to drive by every day on my way to work. And uh, a few days later, I drove by, and I, I got to stop in there and, and see what's going on. It's been ages since I've been in a card shop. And uh, once again, the flood of nostalgia, the smell, um, just the clutteredness that I, I remember as a, as a kid going into card shops and when I grew up in Cumberland, Maryland. Um he had that the owner had 87 Donruss packs for 50 cents a piece, which this cool. is definitely pre-COVID era. Um, and I bought several packs, came home and, and opened them with my son. And one of the first cards I pulled was a Barry Bonds rookie card. And, and it just, again, brought back the nostalgia and it's been full pedal to the metal ever since. Did you have a lot of the cards from when you were a kid? Not a whole lot. I had all my Braves cards, Cal Ripken, um, Robin Yount. I had all those cards in a binder that I still have. Um, my only complete set as a kid was 91 Upper Deck that I okay. got as a Christmas present. Still have that. Um, and some random, you know, uh, 660 count boxes of random junk wax that I still have. And I uh, don't even really count that as part of my current collection because those are cards that i just would never get rid of they're not worth anything but uh the few that i have for my childhood they are, are here to stay when did you start getting into ttming it was towards the end of that same year 2019 um i i had been on twitter for a while but really never did anything with it and uh, a good friend of mine seth eddie who is on twitter we went to uh, college together he's been into card collecting for for years and years and um he kind of got me into the twitter card community and i started fooling around with it and i started seeing all these hashtag ttm and i'm like what in the world is what this is what's that? it mean <laughs> what do we do here and so i reached out to a couple people and they gave me some insight and i found the sports card forum website um free to sign up got a lot of addresses from there and 
um, as I was perusing, who who am I going to send a card to? Who who's going to be my first target? And I couldn't think of anyone better than Sid Bream. Um, as a Braves uh, fan growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, Sid Bream's one of my favorites, and I could tell he had a nearly 100% success rate. Let's give this a shot. So I you know, sent four cards, a letter of request. Um, I think he was charging a dollar a piece of card, and, and in the mail it went. And every day I, I would sit, I could come home from work and like a little kid, run to the mailbox, <laughs> and did, did it come yet? Did it come yet? Um, and then seven days later, lo and behold, there's my handwriting on a self-addressed stamped envelope back to me and the card signed. And it was just just a really cool experiment. Um, and it really got me into the, the neat thing I like about the TTMs is not I mean, I, I enjoy getting stars returned to me. Um, I've gotten I think some of my better ones have been uh, Ryan Sandberg, Wade Boggs, Bill Mazeroski, Brooks Robinson. Um some some decent names in there, but yeah. I really enjoy sending to the rarely known or 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 the, the, the cup of coffee guys, the cup of coffee guys that that you know no one really knows much of their history. And you know when I find a guy that does sign and and I send a card, I will do a little internet research, learn about the guy. What is there anything unique about the little bit of time they spent? And and it really draws me closer to the players and the history. Um, of the game. Um, I think Carmen Fanzone was one that returned a card to me, and I learned that he played trumpet, I believe, as a <laughs> national anthem to a game that he played in. Never knew that that interesting tidbit before, and, and just th that's the neat little nuances I love of, of the, the hobby. Do you go and uh, purchase cards to send out for TTMing, or, or the other way around? You go through your existing hot I, I mainly go through my existing collection. Um, I was fortunate enough to buy a, a large lot off of um, Chris Burkhart, who has TCB cards on on Twitter um, back in late 20. I think um, well, there are a lot of junk wax cards in there, but it was a huge lot that he was getting rid of, and, and I bought it from him, and um, I pull a lot from, from those. Um, if there's someone specific that I really want and I don't have any other cards, it's off the local card shop, try to find some. Um, I, I have uh, been guilty of going to, to Feebay and, and, and buying a, a card here and there. To, I do uh, it to all the time, my friend, all the time. If it's something I really want, but but mostly through my collection. And and like I said, the oddballs, the, the, the one-offs, the... Um, if it's a card that looks cool, um, you know, one of those uh, 84 Fleer cards that have the unique background or something that the, yeah. the player's holding, I'll look to see if they still sign and, and off it goes. So I do the same thing. If, if I see a cool in action card, especially vintage, mm -hmm. I, yes. I, I, I like, please, I hope this guy signs because it, exactly. it looks so cool signed. Yes. Now you were you're working on a, a lot of sets, some vintage sets as well as some, some junk era era sets. The one that really interests me is you're working on the '57 top set. How did you decide to go for that it's, one? Um, it's a good question. I think I somewhere along the lines in late '20, I came across uh, a handful of. I like to say well-loved um, 57 tops cards. They weren't in pristine condition by any way, shape, or form. And I knew that my budget wouldn't allow me to build a set of that nature in pristine condition. So I thought I'd take it upon myself to build slowly 
the 57 top set in whatever condition I can find. If it's got pinholes, great. Paper loss on the back, it'll be loved here in this collection. Um, and I've always liked that set just because of the color, the simplicity of the design. Yeah, it's a really um, clean looking set, isn't it? It is. It is very clean. Um, you know, I, I love all sets from that era, but like the ones that are, are horizontally or landscape displayed, I just something about looking at those in a binder when you have to turn your head to them. It's just uh, that's why I like the 57 set. And uh, so now I'm right at 80% complete on that set, um, but a lot of big names left. A lot of Hall of Famers. The, of course, the Mickey Mantle still yet to be found. And Yeah, well, you have and, Williams. I'm you sorry? Have Ted Williams? You have Ted Do Williams? I have Ted Williams. The, the, probably the best one I have so far is Frank Robinson rookie card. Okay, that's a so nice I was card. able to find that uh, early on in in, uh, in COVID off eBay for a, a pretty decent price. And, uh, of course, the price on that card has skyrocketed since, but... Are you a grading guy? Do you like to send your cards in to get graded? I have never sent a card in to grade. Um, I think I have two cards in my collection that are graded, and I got them just because they were dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, I love a raw card. I love the feel of just holding that cardboard that's 50, 60, 70 years old. Um, the now my son he he has some graded cards he's 11 years old um and and again we we do this hobby together so we don't open a pack of cards without each other um i know i see guys nice. open cards in the lot in their car we don't do that i wait till we get home and and it's a uh, uh it's an event around here when we have a hobby box or something to open so he's big into it with me and um he likes the graded cards but uh but i'm i'm old school i like the the raw raw cards how many how many uh, cards a week do you send think you send out for TTM? So lately, I have to admit that life has gotten in the way. It always um, does, my so, friend. It always, it always does. does. So when I started this um, late nineteen, early twenty, of course, it was right before COVID hit. March of uh, twenty, my job at the time said, "Hey, go home, work from home. Don't come back until we tell you to." So, so I had twenty four months of working as I'm sitting here, because I'm actually at my house now, um, working right next to my card collection. And I'll tell you, not a lot of work got done. Except <laughs> for Wait, we, we won't tell um, you, boss, that one. Well, I, I, I've since uh, moved on to a different job, so they can know all they want. But <laughs> anyhow, um, I, I just would start perusing through sports card forum and, and finding guys that, you know, had good success rates. And that's how I started to kind of really get hooked in it. And I was sending probably, oh, I hate to admit this, 20, 30 a week. Wow. Out. I mean, You're my, my postage guy. cost was ridiculous. Um, now recently, like I said, I'm, I'm back into uh, my normal job of uh, out visiting clients with what I do. And, uh, so my my time at home is is less than what it has been. Plus, my son's big into baseball right now at this time of year. So I think I've sent only twenty out total this year. Okay, in the first half of year, so I've slowed up a bit, but still have I think around eighty some out there in in queue floating around somewhere, um, and, and getting back you know here and there. I know you you collecting the uh, 2022 Topps Heritage set. Uh, do you enjoy Heritage to send out for TTM? And um... I don't send a lot of modern cards. Okay. Um, during spring training, I'll try to get some out um, to the spring training sites. But again, with my inception into this hobby right during COVID, 
Uh, a lot of new, a lot of the modern players weren't signing a whole lot. Spring training didn't really happen in 20. Um, you know, all of 20, we were, we were up in limbo with whether we were even going to have a season. So I just never really got into sending to the, to the current players as much. Um, I love the Tops Heritage Series, though. I always try to, in fact, I've got every year since 19 partially done. Um, trying okay. to work on those short prints, but I, my son and I, we will build the the modern sets together, and then I, I kind of focus on the vintage myself. Do you? How do you display your your cards? Do you have them in books? Do you have them? Uh, do you have them framed in places? How do how do you uh, display your stuff? I have some in frames on walls. I have some in frames on little uh, uh, card or uh, picture frames on my TV stand. Uh, but mostly, I have two. Well, actually, it's going on three large binders right now. And I and I'm <laughs> I'm a nerd when it comes to organizing. Uh, everything is alphabetical by last name, so okay. uh, there's a lot of a lot of shifting as I put in. In fact, I've got a stack over here about a hundred cards that still need to go into binders. But uh, every once in a while, I'll pull out a binder and start flipping through it. And uh, um, it's of course always a sad day when you when you find one that has passed away. And yeah, um, I'll I'll go back and revisit that card and. Um, Phil Necro was one of the first ones I had sent to and returned, and, and he passed away, uh, I think, within two months after I had received the card back. So, uh, yeah, that's always a sad day. But, you know, these, a lot of these older guys, and that's why I focus on the, the vintage cards and sending out. They're, they're not going to stay around forever. Um, and, and if we don't hurry up and, and have, just have that connection with them and get that card signed and, and returned is, uh, is kind of my goal. Does your son... Um send out TTMs by himself or do you guys do it together? And is it, do you handwrite the, the notes? The TTMs are for the most part, something I do. Um, he enjoys watching when I, what I get back and seeing him. But um, like I said, he, he's 11. So I think he, I don't think he quite understands and appreciates getting those signatures back from the older players. Um, if it's a new one random that I, that I get, like I said, I don't send that out that often he enjoys getting those back but um he's kind of the the youth of the the card um hobby where they they enjoy pulling the on-card autos out of a pack of cards and getting the hits out of hobby boxes and and stuff like that does hit does his friends uh do his friends collect as well there are some of his um teammates in his little league and travel ball team that collect um in fact there's uh two or three that um I don't want to say I've taken under my wing, but I've kind of, I, I keep their favorite players in the top of my head. So when I go to a card shop, I will try to find some for them. And um, it's always neat to see the face light, their faces light up when you say, you know, hey, so-and-so, come here, I've got something for you. Then you hand them a stack of one kid loves Javier Baez. And, you know, I'll find some of his cards and just his face lights up. And um, and I've gotten some, in fact, some of my friends who are around my age, I've gotten to to come into the hobby nice. with me. Um, so the, the recruiting is heavy. <laughs> have, you been, have you been following what's been going on with Tops and Fanatics? And, and how I have, I have to a degree. I'll be honest, I'm a little just still confused over what that looks like. And I think it, it seems like everything is up in the air in the future as far as what what's going to happen, what Fanatics is going to do. But um so it's going to be interesting to see yeah i think we're at the beginning i think we're in inning one of a of a nine inning game with with fanatics and um i think they zig and zag sometimes i'm really excited about it and sometimes i'm like what are they doing 
<laughs> Agreed. You know? Agreed. So it'll it'll be interesting. Um, does your uh, you know I'm interested in, in your son collecting because that's the lifeblood of our hobby to keep it going. You mm -hmm. know, and um, do you think you do you see him sticking with it as he gets older? I do. I do. He's he, I wouldn't say he's hot and heavy into it, um, but um, there was a card show in Huntington here a couple weeks ago and, and we went and just watching him go out and talk to the vendors and find a card that he likes and he'll come up to me and say, hey, dad, there's uh, this this cards. Uh, they, they want five dollars for this Acuna Junior card. I'm like, OK, well, do you think it's worth that? Well, I'd only pay three dollars for it. So, well, you know, go negotiate with them, and then just watching him negotiate with the vendor and get the card for three dollars. Um, there's a lot of life lessons to be had by collecting, um, so I try to teach that with to him. Um, but he really does enjoy it. He's got his own um, the way he sorts his cards and kind of drives me nuts. But if that's the way you want to sort them, fine, go for it. Um, he 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 really does enjoy. In fact, he's sitting over here with me right now, and we were gonna open a couple packs as a as a celebration here in a little bit but uh no he he really does enjoy it do you use any of the online tools uh in collecting you make collects or uh card ladder or any of the, the other tools that are out there do you use any of those trading card database is what i primarily use yep. i'd say 95 percent of the, the time i'm on that site um, again, I, I kind of nerd out when it comes to my collating and my organizing my my um, collection. So I would say 90% of my collection is logged on Trading Card Database. Nice. Um, I've, I'm showing right around 150,000 cards logged on there and um, do a lot of trades through that. That's another cool feature of this hobby that has um, definitely changed since the, I was last in it 25 years ago. Uh, I used to trade cards on the playground, and now we're trading cards through uh, mail across the through, continent, through so. our computer. Through our computer, so it's really cool. A lot have met a lot of cool guys on uh, on trading card database to trade with periodically. Definitely helped with set, set builds, and as well as getting TTM cards to sign and or to get sent out to sign as well. What are some of the recent TTMs you've got back? So uh, you let let our, our listeners know some guys that have been signing. Uh, so recently, uh, I just got back a Mike Prawley, um, eighty-one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that posted yesterday, right? Yes, just got that one yesterday. Um, and, and again, a not very well-known um, player, but it was the eighty-one Donruss card with him in the um, early '80s Chicago White Sox uh, uniforms with a giant blue uh, leisure suit type collars on it i, I couldn't uh, pass is that, that is that why you picked a, uh, to send him a card because That's it's, actually, you know, absolutely you know it's why. like mike proley why probably why would anyone send him right. you know what i mean if that's, that's it's really cool and that's you know again I, I nerd out with it but i absolutely love just getting the the random ones back um george foster got him back uh did you pay the ten dollars uh did pay the ten dollars uh actually no it was five dollars one card, five dollars. So, um, and again, we haven't sent that many this year. Mike Trio, uh, Jack McDowell. Again, not a lot of huge names recently, but Danny Tartable. But like I said, a lot of the uh, bigger names I've gotten back um, since I've been doing this was uh, the Bill Mazeroski, Dusty Baker, yeah. Will Clark, Jim Palmer, Carl Erskine. 
Um, and a lot of the older guys, I have a lot that have taken the time to write out a full page note back to me. Yeah, I was going to um, ask you if you if, if you ask a question and have you gotten any responses? A or, lot of times or... with the older ones, yes, I will ask a, a simple question. Um, and I've had them give a simple answer back on an index card. Um, or they've sent a full on um, bio sheet. Bob Aspermonte was one of the first ones I sent to. Mm -hmm. And he sent a bio sheet about being one of the first Colt 45 uh, members of that, that team in the early 60s. Um, uh, Carl Erskine sent a real detailed letter back. Frank Thomas, the original Frank Thomas, sent a nice letter back as well. He was the best, wasn't he? He was, absolutely. Um, Eddie Robinson, uh, of course, he used to have a podcast before he passed away. And, and that was interesting to listen to his his stories of firsthand accounts of playing in the 50s and, and 40s and 50s. And um, he sent a nice letter back as well. So and that's the neat thing, just connecting with these past players that. You know, when in today's age, being a baseball player is 24 seven, it's it, you make your money on it. Back then, they barely scraped by. It was oh, uh, something they did as as a true passion to the game. So, being able to connect with these these players that you know um, played for peanuts and and have all these great stories to tell is just one of the things that I, I love about doing this. Do you have a favorite return? Not necessarily the most valuable one, but something uh, a return that you didn't think you wouldn't get, or some some guy, one of the guys that you were really a fan of. Do you have a favorite return? Um, you know, you mentioned uh, um, one of my favorite players is Dave Drubecki, and you talk about. I mean, he's fairly well known, but he's not definitely not your your uh, Hall of Fame type player. Um, but I remember as a kid getting that ninety scorecard of him in the and the arm sleeve and hearing the story about the cancer. And, and of course, at that point, how he almost lost his arm. And then, um, you know, a year later, how he did. Uh, it was just a story that always struck me with his um, his faith and his uh, uh, desire to to stay with the game, even though facing the, the most uh, challenging situation he was facing. Um, and he was one of the first ones I sent to back in early 20 and he sent, sent it signed and sent right back. And that, that was a neat one. I mean, I knew I would get it back. It was, he was a good, uh, yeah. good percentage of getting him back, but just being able to, again, to have that connection, um, Bill Mazeroski, um, growing up close to Pittsburgh, that was always a name I heard a lot of so being able to say, I have the autograph of the, the guy who hit the walk-off home run in the world series. Yeah. Uh, it's just, um, those little, those, those are the the ones that I really try to. Do you have a white whale, somebody that you you re really need to get or want to get? Um, again, um, not a huge name, but Chris Sabo. Um, I was always a big Sabo fan yeah. in the late eighties, nineties. And and I sent to him at uh, University of Akron. He was a baseball coach. I assume he still is, um, but have not have just not gotten it back. Um, I heard a lot of people have hit and miss with him, so I may need to send out again, but was really trying to get that 89 Tops Cold Cup card side of his, and uh, it's still hanging in limbo. Are you collecting any sets uh, signed? Or you... 89 Tops. 89 um, Tops, Funny okay. you mentioned that. So 89 Tops was, was the set that got me into the hobby in 1989. Um, uh, older relative of my mother's, um, purchased a couple packs of 89 tops at a Kmart 
in Hagerstown, Maryland in, in, in 89. And I remember coming home and opening them. And Tony Gwynn was the first card, uh, one of the first cards I pulled that I remembered. Yep. And um, so that set's always held a special place in my heart. It's complete. I get it. It's junk wax. It's not worth hardly anything. But I never pass up 89 tops in factory sets or or I have thousands and thousands and thousands of 89 tops cards. Um, so that's a set that I'm loosely trying to get as many um, signed as possible. In fact, my recent count as of last week's 168. So that's pretty good. Close, but, uh, you know, 168 different cards. Um, in fact, the most recent was Kevin Reynolds, who has okay. three cards, the record breaker, his base card, and he's on the team card for 89 Tops Mets. So he signed both of all three of those for me. Uh, that was nice to get back. But yeah, that that sets what kind of started it for me as a 10-year-old in 89. And um, in fact, uh, one of the uh, things I'd found out and heard about on Twitter recently was a wallet card. Well, what's a wallet card? And, and these you know guys will keep a, a card in their wallet, take it around you know, all throughout uh, the year. And um might tweet photos of the card in random places as they visit throughout the year and of course uh i decided to do that this year and what card could i pick to, to be the, the inaugural wallet card for me but the uh, tony Gwynn 89 top so nice if you follow me on twitter he will make random appearances throughout the year in, in certain places that i travel so Aaron, why don't you give out your your twitter uh ids if people want to follow you and uh i know you're you're on uh trading card trader as well the trading the trading base uh why don't you give that out as well absolutely so on twitter i am at flying wv79 so that's at f-l-y-i-n w-v-7-9 um and then on trading card uh, database i'm simply vintage braves so you can look me up on there open to trades of all kinds small large um and again, just love inter, uh, interacting with the the fellow card uh, members on on Twitter and Trading Card Database, and it's just been been a lot of fun to get to know some of these guys and, and interact. And um, you know, when I can, where I can, we try to meet up at a card show or whatnot. And uh, and uh, just it's been a fun fun community to be, to be a part of. You got a lot of reaction from your Mike Proley post. Uh, what are uh, what are some of the other popular posts they have? Because you post a lot. You you post a, a a lot during the week. I I do. I try to keep. Uh, it's all about just randomness. Um, I'm, I'm going through a few on here. Uh, I I was opening up a box of 21 top series two with my son. Uh, a few days ago and there was a card in there where it just looks like the guy's head was superimposed on his body and just random things like that. <laughs> that it's just fun to shoot out and try to get uh, people's re reactions to it. But um, there's a lot of uh, great guys on there that do trade threads, buy, sell trade threads. Um, Sunday, there's one that um, Sunday morning is that it's a, it's a giveaway. And I, I try to occasionally throw something on there just as a, don't need anything back, but hey, you know, here's a couple cards. If anybody wants them, I will send to it to you for free. Um, so it's just uh, just the interaction on on Twitter to um, buy, sell, trade with guys, and and just share best practices and and you know learn what's going on in the hobby. Isn't it weird that even at our age, it's still get a thrill to 
rip open a pack of cards or get a card in the mail. <laughs> I just, I, it never ceases to amaze me. I, I just hope that I never get old enough where that's not a fun thing anymore. Um, just the thrill. Of, I mean, and, that, and again, that's why I share it with my son. In fact, we had gone to the card show last uh, two weeks ago and, and bought several boxes to rip. And then he went in, we, we had a baseball tournament and he spent a couple nights at a friend's house and it was driving me crazy because he wasn't <laughs> home to open the cards with. And I'm sitting here looking at these open boxes going, what could be in these packs? There's, there's so much goodness that could be in here and he's not here to share it. So hurry up and get home. Um, but yeah, just the thrill that he and I share together opening these packs and, you know, the numbered cards and it, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's a big card or not, just pulling something that we like or, um something that we're collecting and building you know building sets um it's just it's fun and, and like i said i i get yeah. the uh you know the uh ups daily inform email every every morning around 7 30 i know what's coming in my mailbox and and uh, there's some days where i just can't i, I have to maybe leave a half hour early from work to get home and grab that together <laughs> or, or that trade that's coming you're, in the mail you're one um, of us kurt you're one uh, of us I, I enjoy being one of you guys <laughs> It's very funny. What is your what's your um your wife's feeling on it? Does she is, does she understand what's going on, or she just kind of supports you because you're you dealing with something that son can do together? Or I find most she, women just don't understand it. <laughs> I, I don't know that she completely understands it, and that's fine. Um, I don't really I don't think I want her to. <laughs> um, she, she does support it. She um and, and again realizing the time time frame in which I got back into the hobby with COVID starting up. Um, I think everyone needed something to pass the time, something to um, kind of get them away from the reality that was happening at the time. Yeah. And, and cards was that for me. So we had, um, we had, my mother-in-law was, uh, it had late stage dementia. And in the last five years or so, we dealt with that. And she passed away in May of 2020. Sorry about that. And, and so even my wife needed um, some kind of break. So she understood what that was doing for me, what the hobby was doing for me um, and, and giving me that little bit of release and uh, focus on something that wasn't um, wasn't so negative at that time. So she understands. Or she, she gets it enough to support me and um, she doesn't nag me too much. Um, my my card room can be very scattered. Um, at times when I'm sorting uh, and she just uh, kind of leaves me be to do it. So uh, I'm blessed. Good for you. It's good. Good for you guys. It's Kurt Hubbardston. He is at flying WB 79 on Twitter. Follow him. He posts all the time. A great is a great Twitter guy. Uh, I follow him. He, he collects more sets than I could care to collect. I don't, I don't know how you keep it all straight, Kurt, because there's so you, you collect in so many sets. I'm, I'm always working on probably six to eight sets at any given time. Yeah, uh, I've got fun. the tops run done from 74 to 94 right now. Nice. I'm working my way backwards. So Very working nice. on that 73 set now. Yeah, I've got 73. I have 69 and 73, but uh, I, I really, I really like to start on the 70 set. That's my kind of, sure. I'm thinking about it, but there has for it. It has all those high numbers, you know. I hate I pay, oh, hate paying, I hate paying money for yeah, high numbers. I, but... I started uh, my first set that I, I built was seventy nine, which was my birth year set, and I decided just to work the seventy set backwards. And it it's getting slower the further I work backwards with those early seventy sets. Uh, 
and uh, they're you know high numbers and and whatnot. But it, it's been a lot of fun. Well, Kurt, thank you very much. It's a gr great talk to you. Kurt is a TTMer. He's a set collector. Follow him on Twitter, guys. It's flying WV seventy nine. You won't be you won't be uh, disappointed because he's posting all the time. I really appreciate your time. Uh, your son want to pop in and say hello? We'll make him famous. Absolutely, Ethan, come on over. His name's Ethan. Ethan and uh, his, Ethan his Harberson. Come on, Ethan. Come on, Ethan. Ethan. Ethan's eleven years old and he's collecting. Hey, buddy. Tell me, do you do you enjoy ripping uh, packs with your dad, or do you enjoy getting the mail with your dad? What's more fun? Opening packs. Opening packs, and who's your favorite player? Ronald Acuna Jr. All right, yeah, I know these brave guys. I understand you. <laughs> yeah, you'll grow out of that. <laughs> all right, Ethan. Thank you. We're going to make you a superstar, right? All right, buddy. Thank, thank you. you. Kurt, thank you for your time, my friend, and, and uh, I'll be speaking with you, okay? Thanks, Jeff. It's been a pleasure. All right. Be good. All right. Take care. You too. Drew, Kurt's a real uh, great collector, and it was nice to talk to him. Uh, the best part of Collector's Corner is talking to someone that's really passionate about collecting. Yeah, and he's, uh, he's very active on Twitter, too, because as soon as he said that name the, a couple weeks ago, that, hey, he's coming up, I'm like... I know that guy. I've seen him around on Twitter, I think. So, yeah, he's a good follow on Twitter there, too. Yeah, he's a big-time collector, so hopefully enjoyed my interview with Kurt. Well, that ends, uh, closes out our Collector's Corner for the week. If you want to be in Collector's Corner, we'd love to have you. Just send us an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com. And we'll get you on the show. All right, Drew, it's time for Clemente's World. Clemente's World. Clemente's world with Clemente Lise. We had Clemente on last week. Clemente usually talks hockey and soccer and, and collectibles, but this week we talk a little, little collectibles a little bit at the beginning, but then we really talked to him about uh, the national up, upcoming national. Uh, we just, I just made plans. Unfortunately, Drew, you're not going to be there, but uh, Les and Clemente and I are going to get together for dinner one night, uh, uh, a Thursday night, actually after the na uh, national. So we will, we will, we will, we'll set a place for you in, <laughs> in abstention. <laughs> I'll just, just dial me up on zoom and I'll just, you know, like sit there and, you know, have put your phone on my, plate or something like that so uh, we talked to clemente about the national this is his second national going and he gives some tips on how to be have a successful uh national we talk a little uh soccer and hockey collectible so uh, please enjoy my time uh with clemente in clemente's world and of course this is clemente lise if it's soccer hockey or collectibles it's in clemente's world it's time for clemente's world with clemente lise the Certified Collectibles Group is playing to win. CGC Trading Cards and CSG are combining into CGC Cards, solidifying its position as one of the world's largest and most prominent card grading services. With the merger, collectors get a number of upgrades, including the option to submit without a paid membership, a Gem Mint 10 grading scale, a sleek new label, a simplified submission process, and prices you are going to love. Grade all your cards with CGC Cards and visit cgccards.com today. All right, guys, file this one under bonus. We love to give you bonuses, and today is a bonus. We get to have Clemente Lise from Clemente's World. Uh, not talking about soccer and, and, and uh, hockey stuff per se. We're going to talk a little national with Clemente, but first, there, Panini has a new release coming out this weekend. It's the 2022-23 
Chronicles Soccer. You get 15 cards per mini box. There's three mini boxes inside. You can find three autographs or memorabilia cards, and they are from cards from uh, Essentials, Phoenix, Gala, and more. So um, I guess a typical Panini Chronicles release, right, Clemente? Yeah, typical Chronicles. The way they do it for soccer is they break it up into three separate leagues. They do La Liga, which is Spain, Serie A, Italy, and then the Premier League, which is England. And you have the usual crop of uh, veterans and rookies, but you know people are chasing the parallels and the number cards, especially for rookies. Um, it's just another one of these soccer sets that is is coming out sort of at the end of the season. Um, probably should have came out a couple of months ago. Um, but because I know another set's coming out too, the UEFA. Well, you see the Champions League set, which is okay. not the is there set. is there a chase card or somebody that that people should look out for? Uh, and well, I don't, I forget what the price point on this thing is. Let me. I thought yeah, I like, think a box may be in the two hundreds. I think. Yeah, it's, I think so too. Yeah, I think it's two fifty. It's expensive for the number of cards you're getting, but because you know there are a lot of these numbered cards in it, uh, people are looking for. Particularly, you know, for soccer, it's not super popular, but the rookie ticket cards. Those are becoming increasingly popular, like you see in football and other sports. So they're picking up steam as well. So oftentimes they want to get the rookies from those sets as a rookie ticket and to see if they pan out, of course. Uh, but, you know, yeah, these these boxes are from 280 to 290. Yeah, they're pretty expensive. What I would do is I'd wait until the secondary market to pick up some singles. Um, because, like I said, you're buying a lottery ticket sometimes with these sets, these boxes. But, of course, you pay, you know, I always say you're paying for the rip. As much as you're paying, for I know the, who does. Who doesn't love to bust open packs, right? Yeah, and I, what I like about Chronicles is that you get the three separate mini boxes in the one box, so it's kind of like you're opening three different, and each one is different leagues. So for soccer, you're getting a variety, which is cool. Um, you know, and you know, I think it's a fun uh, buy. I won't be buying it because I'm in my national fast. So, um, yeah, but maybe, maybe in a few months or a few weeks. Very cool. Had, had, did you pick up any of the stickers, the Women uh, World Cup stickers? No, not yet, I, but I do plan to do it. The Women's World Cup starts towards the middle of, of July, so in a, a couple of weeks. I haven't seen it out in the wild yet, but I may have to order it online. I haven't done so yet. I'm curious to see how much soccer, women's soccer, there will be at the National, just because it will be happening at the same time as the tournament. And I wonder yep. if there'll be any – it's the only sporting event that's happening at the during the National that is not the baseball season, for example. So I'm curious to see if we'll see anything there or people coming prepared for that. Women's soccer is not as popular globally as men, but in the United States, women's soccer is pretty popular. So I, I'm curious to see. I think a lot of people that go to the national for soccer are international, and women's soccer is not a big deal in Europe. It's, right. it's becoming a bigger deal. So I'd be curious. I'm I'm curious about that to see how much. Uh, speaking, hype. speaking of World Cup, women's World Cup, are we going to see any of the uh, matches live? because of the time difference yeah the matches will be live i think some of the u.s matches may actually be on at 9 or 10 p.m eastern okay. so which is not terrible um it's almost like a west coast game as opposed to you know um in the past whenever they've had the olympics in australia or something you're getting stuff in the middle of the night and that's not conducive to anyone watching so i think they're gonna it's gonna be early morning or late at night but not overnight so i think for for people people will be watching i think it'll be um i think it'll do very well it's gonna be on fox and Fox will treat it like the Men's World Cup. They'll give it, you know, wall-to-wall coverage. And look, it's a time of year where nothing is really happening other than the baseball season. Right. So I think it is. And then if the U.S. goes deep, which they are favored to, then people will be into it. All right. I got a yawner for you. 
NHL playoff, uh, not playoffs, uh, free agency. That, is, that was a yawner. <laughs> I know NHL play, free agency. Oh my goodness, the 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 NBA. They've had trades and guys moving all over the place, and there it seems like every day there's something happening. The NHL, one or two deals here or there, but it's been basically a yawner, don't you think? It's very conservative, and I wonder if it'll heat up later or are teams just not in the wheeling and dealing mood. I will say the most exciting thing about the summer has been the schedules came out a few weeks ago, and I was pouring over the schedule to see who's playing on Thanksgiving or what's the, the outdoor game or whatever. I, that was more exciting to me than any movement. There hasn't been a lot of movement, and which means the card market won't move either because there's nothing happening. And, you know, preseason starts in September. So there's going to be a bit of a hockey lull here, I think, unless they make big deals. Now the NBA is doing that, I agree. And and, and then all the talk now is the NFL preseason. Right, the NFL does it too. And then we have the Major League Baseball has the trade deadline coming up. Uh, hockey's got to do something. I don't know what the – Yeah, they, so – they got to tweak something. Yeah, they, so, I don't know if it's a salary cap, if it's the – you know uh promoting the the sport better I, I, because it's such a it's frustrating to me and i'm sure you as a fan because it's such a great game it's so fun to watch but yes. it just it's still regional i don't i don't I, know i agree that hockey's done a lot to push the, the finals into into june which is already something but you're right the nfl for example is only a five-month season for some reason they're in the news 12 months out of the year they, they managed to do that so i do agree that hockey you can't disappear from total from the radar totally and they have and maybe part of it is to give out the awards later to make the draft later because the draft shows up around the nba one and i will say the nba draft takes up a lot of attention right in it they did it this year they did it right after the nba draft so everyone was so deep into the nba draft that everyone right. forgot about the nhl draft really sure. Sure. And when you're drafting a lot of Canadian and Russian guys, that's not sexy to Americans anyways. So I right. think that there's there's something in the winter months that they definitely in the summer months that they need, definitely need to harness because hockey is totally you go to ESPN's homepage or it's not there's nothing there. No, hockey. I know. And so that's a, that's a problem, because when you show back up, you pop back up in September, only hockey fans are going to really care. Everybody else is is not paying attention. I know I don't want to. I don't want to make this a what. How can we fix hockey if right. it is it truly broken? Uh, just like a thing like the uh, the Hall of Fame announcements. The Hall right. of those got lost. I'm a, I'm a big fan, and honestly, I didn't realize that they were they were having announcing Hall of Famers. Right. No, I agree, and you got to create some more hoopla around that. I really do think, and I know the inductions in November, which often coincides with the Sport Card Expo, but. It's, it, it, you know, hockey, they suffer from a really, a, it's a very much a regional sport, New England, parts of Canada, you know, whatever market wins the cup, you know, I'm sure people in Vegas care about hockey this year, you know, but it, but it comes and goes and it's, it's needs to be more stable. Now in Canada, I give you an example, hockey is a 12 month a year thing. People in Canada, really, oh, sure. you know, I always say it's like soccer in Brazil. People are going to talk about it all the time, but, it, it, but it's not, not in the United States, definitely not. Yeah, it's really, it's really too bad because it's, it's such a great game. All right, well let let let's get off of, off of, of all this card talk and stuff. We want we want to talk about the national, right? We're we're less than twenty days away from the national. Uh, which how many nationals have you been to? So hard to believe, but I've only been to one prior national. Oh wow! So you are you are a rookie. I am a, like a rookie. Now, it's funny because a lot of these big regional shows that are popping up, they're not as big as the national, but they're bigger than the card shows. I remember as a kid, I used to go to like my church, my local church basement had a card show, you know. So 
these regional shows that we get in Northeast or Dallas or wherever, they're pretty big. So if you got to those, big. if you go to those, it's not the national, but it's big. So, so I, you know, Atlantic City was not the greatest venue. Now, the advantage I have is I've been to Chicago a couple of times for the spectacular. So I know the layout and that's a great venue. Um, and so I'm looking forward to the hotels being nearby. You can basically walk from the hotel through a tunnel to the convention center. They've made the space larger. Yeah. You all the stuff you hear about wearing comfortable shoes, that's all true. Um, what I would also do is I'd pack some snacks because the food is usually not good and very expensive. Yeah. But um, well, we were I, talking about it with Les the other last week, I think. And we were saying if you're gonna have lunch, eat lunch at like 10 30 or 11 o'clock. Because if you right. want to wait till 12 or one o'clock, you're gonna kill three hours. Right. And you don't want to spend your time at the national online waiting for a hamburger when you should be looking at tables, right? Right. So I agree. So that's the other thing, depending on how many days you're there for. I'm there for it's five. I'm there for four of the five. Okay, good. But you really want to use your time wisely because it will go by. And I noticed that last year when I was only there for like a day or two. And it will go by. And Atlantic City was not a great venue. You couldn't really go out. It was not not ideal. Chicago's great. Um, and I think it's going to be really fun and it's going to be larger than ever in terms of square footage. So it's going to be, you know, there's a lot of miles to cover. What I would do is I would try to section it in pieces because it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. And so to say would, the least, right. You must have been the first time when you went last year, you must've been like, Oh my goodness, look, look at all this stuff. Yeah, you know and then thought? now the break, like they had the breaker section, which was loud. And the, it was, there was a lot of buzz in the air. Yeah, so what it is, you know, is you have the breaker section, and I'm not into breaking, so I didn't really care for that part. And then they have the corporate part, which is getting larger and larger. And that's fun to kind of look, pop in and out, but that's not nothing really there for you unless you're getting a freebie or something. You would want to focus on, on the tables, but what I would do is you have to go with a want list. Like, what am I looking for? I'm yeah. looking for these five cards because right. it gives you purpose. It now, can't be Clemente. It can't be like you know when you go if you go to the grocery store and you're hungry and you don't have a list. You get it. You go. You get out of there with with twenty things that you don't want or didn't want, right. and so and far. you forget all the other stuff that you, you do want. And I think that's the same with the national, right? Because you could just you could get to that first booth and literally set, blow your whole wad there at the first booth because <laughs> there's so much stuff there. So, yeah, so I would come, you know, what I've been doing is I've been my national fast, I call it. So whenever I want a card, I just go on eBay and, and, and click on it on my, you know, on my, on my, on my wish list. I don't buy it. And then my goal is to go to the national and see if I can find these five or 10 cards. I may not find them. What I like about the national, these big, these big shows, I'm going to stumble upon something I've never seen before. And that's what right. I like. Like an insert from the 90s. I'm like, well, what is this card? I've never even seen it. Or maybe I saw it once in a magazine but never in person so you could be derailed a bit in your mission but that's okay um because part of it is the exploration but you have to have not just a list but also a budget like you said it's like, it's like the national is like a casino you don't want to just spend a thousand dollars the first booth and then yeah what are you gonna do? um but what i like about the national is also the socializing part like we'll hang out i see people that i only talk to on the phone and so it is kind of like in that sense a convention where people come together and i like the socializing almost as much as the cards because the truth is anything you want it could be found on ebay but it's not the same experience it's really right just people. And you gotta block you gotta block off at least an hour with sale right oh, totally. <laughs> what i do with him is even when i went to chicago this is sports spectacular i would like do a couple of laps and then end up at his booth again 
Um, and then if he got busy, I had to like walk away because I'm, I'm like, he's working, you know. But um, but yeah, this, the talking about sports, talking about hockey, talking about soccer, seeing what's out there. And then, you know, you really get a feel for what the hobby is like at the moment. You know, looking at eBay comp prices is, doesn't tell you much about the hobby. It's what, what's the mood out there. I think prices have gone down a bit. Yeah. People tell me that prices are down. I think if you're looking for vintage, the national is great for vintage. If you're looking for baseball, it's a lot of baseball more than other sports. I, I do think basketball, football, hockey, soccer, they're, they're coming up in terms of volume, but baseball and vintage baseball is really key. If you're looking for vintage baseball, drop a list because you will find what you need in many grades and you'll, you'll, you're not going to walk away without, without a card for sure. Right. And I, I think hockey is going to be uh, present, very present because of the Blackhawks and because of the excitement of uh, getting the number one pick in the draft and, yeah. you know, making a couple of trades speaking of trades we we didn't even mention this. my my boy Luchik is back with the, the Bruins I'm so happy about that yeah he's a, Luchik. I, I always loved him as a player yeah he's a good player and yeah he, he, he he's way past his prime I understand that but yes but he had that toughness that teams need and so even when you're at that age um you're still in demand so no yeah totally and I agree the Chicago's a proper hockey market there aren't a lot of hockey signers but that's a big i know which, which is unbelievable like, yeah i mean i would have brought back like uh, an entire like tony esposito why don't you bring up back tony esposito yeah i don't know why i think they know their their audience and i think they think they're not going to get enough people wanting i mean if you look at the list it's it's packed with people so oh yeah you no know, especially baseball basketball football those are those are big um so you know, there's a few people I'm looking forward to trying to get autographs from. I think the key is, is a lot of these regional shows now have a lot of signers, a lot of these guys TTM, but the national brings in guys that are really superstar level that oh, don't yeah. find the mail or, 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 or are very expensive. Like for example, Reggie Jackson will be there. Now, I don't know how much he's going to charge. I know he charges hundred dollars in the mail. Yeah. Now you can get a Reggie Jackson autograph on eBay for like $40. So, so the, so authenticated. So, so be, be aware of that. Be aware that, that if you can get him cheaper somewhere else, I understand that you're probably paying to shake his hand. That's part of it. Um, I am looking forward to meeting a few people. I like um, the fact that Kurt Who are you going to get? Who are you going to get? I think I'm going to get Kurt Warner because nice. his movie came out a couple of years ago and it really, really got me. Like I thought it was a great movie and I had forgotten the adversity he went through to become a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, it's a great story. It's a truly American story. And so I definitely want to meet him and, and I want to get his autograph and I want to get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is a New York guy and he's a legend, you know, and actually. Yeah. My, my, what are you going to have Jabbar sign a card? Yeah. You know, I always sign cards. I don't because of space issues. Um, so I don't do baseballs or basketballs or jerseys because I, I know that I won't be able to to show them off. But cards are small. I can display them. And so I want to get cards. So what I've been doing is getting cards of these guys in the last couple of weeks because I can't, you can't, that's another thing. There's no guarantee you can find their cards there. Right. Or no guarantee you get a cheap card there. Like, you know, if you're looking for like a $10 Kareem card, I mean, you may find this rookie card, but it's going to be very expensive and maybe slab and you can't get an autograph. So I recommend if you're going to the national and you want to get autographs, buy the baseballs, buy the cards now, bring them with you. If you're not traveling too far, I'm coming from New York. The cards won't weigh much. Because when you're there, you don't want to be running around the show floor looking for even like dollar cards of these guys because everyone's going to be doing the same thing, maybe. And maybe you can't find them. And so, yeah. you know, so don't do that. You'll be wasting your time. The important thing is, is like if you're 
if you ever play football and you understand time management, clock management, this is what the national is. You're on the clock the moment you walk in. And if you're there for the day, you're definitely on the clock or two days. We're there for four days. I can spend a day where I'm going to be BSing with you, let's say, you know, right. or whatever. Honestly, but, Clemente, I, I pick like two days where I don't think I'm, I buy anything. I won't buy anything. Unless right. something really jumps out at me, but like I'm, I'm not, I'm not on the on the hunt, so to speak. Right. You know what I mean. You I just... it, yeah, you want to let it settle now. I know some people wait until Sunday because a lot of dealers don't want to take home their stuff, so the price. I found down. a lot. Of, I got a lot of good bargains on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Now the problem with us, you and I, is you know if someone's trying to sell me like a five thousand car thing, I'm not taking that to New York on an airplane. So that's going right. to be I can't buy that. But if I'm looking for particular cars and the price goes down 10 20 percent that's that's a good deal um yeah you can't buy bulk if i lived in chicago or had a car sure but i don't have that i'm i'm, I'm, I'm doing air travel with a carry-on right so you want to you know i'm not gonna be carrying a basketball with me to get signed yep. for um so you, you got to manage that and a lot of people will be driving there because you know they're in the midwest but people will be flying in from all over the country and indeed all over the world last year i ran into soccer collectors from all over the world because they realized the national may not be a, a big soccer show, but it is, it's become a big global show because card collecting has become global now. And so people come from England will come from Germany. Um, I'm curious to see if some of the stuff from last year will still be hot, like ticket stubs. That was a thing last year. That know? was huge last year, weren't they? And I wonder if that's a thing still or not. You know, I don't know. Um, you only know that by seeing it and by talking to dealers and collectors. You don't know that on eBay. You don't know that by going to your local show. So I, I go there to, find trends that I can write about, you know, over the course of the year. Yeah. Talk to people. Because I I I want I want to see. I think the hobby is in good shape. I think a lot of the pandemic people went away. Remember last year there were a lot of these guys in those cases. I called them the, yeah, the, the flip the, the flippers not so much. You can't especially new stuff. You because the manufacturers figured it out instead of charging $20 for a blaster box, now they're charging $35 or $40. And a couple of things have happened in the last six months that have been sobering for the, the flippers. Wander Franco, Tatis, John Morant. People are like, wait, why did I spend $5,000 on that card? Like this guy might, he may never play again, or he's he's got a, you know, what if he doesn't come back and he's the player he used to be? So people realize, I, I, I said two years ago, but everyone's been saying it, go vintage, buy vintage, you know, you're looking for Don Mattingly's rookie. Don Mattingly isn't getting any hurt. You know, if anything, he'll go in the Hall of Fame. It'll get better. His card will get better. Right. So well, Drew, you know. Drew and I were talking about that in terms of, um, you know, guys like Justin Herbert, who I detest. I don't think he's. I don't think he. I shouldn't say detest, but I don't think he's the, the next coming. If you know what I mean. I think. I think Burrow is much better, but his most valuable card or most expensive card sold is you know a couple hundred thousand dollars right. but Peyton Manning his most expensive card sold is like ten thousand dollars it's unbelievable how right. the different the difference yeah and Peyton Manning is someone who was a Super Bowl winner but not only that he's still in the spotlight he's got his own show he's, a, he's yeah. a cultural icon and so that's another thing I wish that I know he canceled it but I was looking forward to getting Joe Montana because I think Joe no, no, he's coming oh he's coming okay yeah Oh, he's back on. So he's yep, definitely he definitely he he had a scheduled conflict, and I started yesterday. Montana yeah. is will be. I know he was on, then he was off the list. And like Joe, to me, Joe Montana, you know, no offense to Tom Brady, Tom Brady is the goat, but Joe Montana, you can make a case for Joe Montana. And so I, I definitely want to get Joe Montana because I think he's an iconic. I grew up, you know, not rooting for him, but just seeing just the, the, you know, just an amazing athlete, and and 
you know, ESPN.com ran a feature story about him and about his life today. And he just seems like a really cool guy and even at his age. And so these are the kind of guys you want to meet. I think the people our age get to meet the people that you saw on television growing up. And we don't really get a lot of all, we don't get all struck that much. I mean, you interview people, I interview people, we do journalism. Right. But but there's still some guys that when you see, you're like, wow, this guy's a legend. Like, yeah, La- like Larry Bird would do do that for me. You know, I've met yeah. Kevin, I've met Kevin McHale a thousand times. And, you right. know, I've sat down and talked to him online. I'm not, I'm not bragging or anything. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. And he, right. he he's like just a regular guy to me. But Larry right. Bird is like, yeah. Larry Bird, right? And the only other <laughs> and Bobby Orr, like Bobby Orr, I, I would be like, I, I'd be like bowing at his feet. <laughs> the only other person that's going to get a national that intrigues me is Dennis Rodman, because he too is a cultural type icon, and I wonder, you know, how he is with people, and you know, and he, you know, he's had kind of a mixed career in terms of you know popularity and all. But have but you heard my ten, my Dennis Rodman story? I do not know it. Okay, so we they in Wilmington here in Wilmington they have the, the Shriners show every year, and this was a this was a while ago, probably it might it might have been fifteen or twenty years ago actually. Rodman, if he had hadn't been playing, still playing, he just retired, and they have this big room, uh, you know, they have the room with all the booths and stuff, and then they have another room set aside that uh, it's the bar, but they it's all where all the autographs are. So I'm just sitting at a, a round table, just watching everything, kind of dazing off into the distance and i was just sitting there and all of a sudden rodman stands up from his table and says what's your problem buddy what are you looking at what did i do to to piss you off you're like i'm daydreaming <laughs> i didn't even know he was there That's Why? How- <laughs> oh boy so he thought you were staring at him yeah he thought wow. I was staring. He thought I was staring him down, and I was just—I was just in another world, thinking about something else. And <laughs> also, he's like—I don't know—ten feet tall, so I don't know what he was worried about. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> "Sorry, Dennis." <laughs> oh, so you'll be far away from him at the national. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I—I I don't know if you, the autograph pavilion because I'm—I have the mobility scooter, so I—I I skip all those lines for autographs. I kind of go in the back way and then right. drive up to the table. So literally, literally, I like to sit back there and just watch the guys signing and watch the interaction because sure. that always bring, gives me ideas for stories like you, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, so I'll be, I'll be the national with the press credential. I, I'd be representing Puck Junk. Uh, Sal was great enough to, to get me press credential. I'm going to write about it for my monthly column. So, you know, I'll have some media access. I'm, you know, curious to see what, you know, I like to see how these guys interact with fans. You know, some of them are better than others. Um, you know, I, I always tell people, if you're going to get blind and you're going to get some, you know, meet somebody, you know, have something ready to say to these people too. Like, Hey, you know, I, I really enjoyed watching you growing up or whatever it is, you know, because I think these guys like to hear a little bit. Otherwise, you know, it feels very conveyor belt. Right. I've seen, I've seen people in front of me, like get autographed. Like I was in Chicago a couple of years ago for the spectacular and Mike Tyson was there and people were just going, getting signed next. He, nobody was saying anything. They weren't talking. He wasn't talking. I thought. It felt very, very. I was like, you could just buy this autograph online. I mean, you're not even right. Clemente, you and I are people persons, so we love just right. to talk anyway, right? Well, I remember, so I had, if I, I, had if, I, if I, I want people to talk, I want people to tell yeah. me stories. And well, so I, I, I had watched Mike Tyson was interviewed many years ago by uh, Diego Maradona, a soccer player. So mm-hmm. when he was retired, he had a show in Argentina, and he invited Mike Tyson. I watched that interview on YouTube. So I said to myself, when I get Mike Tyson's autograph, I definitely want to mention that interview. Like it was really cool. And I said to him, I go, oh, you know, Mike, thanks for, thanks for being here. I go, I'm coming all the way from Brooklyn. I figured you know, he's a Brooklyn guy, right? 
that didn't phase him that much. And then I said, you know, I really enjoyed that interview you did with Diego Maradona a couple of years, you know, many years ago. And he was like, oh, and Maradona was dead at that point. He goes, oh man, that guy was my buddy, you know? And it was nice. I think he, you know, how many people are going to mention Maradona to Mike Tyson? Right. Nobody, you know? And so I had a couple of words with him. I mean, you know, we're not friends or anything, but, but it was better than like next, 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 you know, that I saw that. And I remember thinking, this is like really awful, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and it's not just the, it's not just the signer. Also, the per, the people have to sort of, you know, sort of be interactive a little bit too. You're not bothering them. They're, they're getting paid. The truth is, these guys don't have to come and sign. They can stay home if they wanted to. So, right. Like uh, Lawrence Taylor is supposed to have be a really tough guy to deal with personality wise. But uh, yeah. I'll tell you, the times yeah. I've seen him at shows, he is awesome. He's so friendly. Takes yeah. pictures with the guys. Tells strange stories. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah, I got, I got, I got Lawrence Taylor here at Hofstra a couple of, uh, I think a year ago actually, because he signs a lot now. Recently, he's signing a lot. Makes you think he needs the money. Um, but Lawrence Taylor is a friendly guy. I think, you know, these guys who, especially in Boston, New York, when you work, when you play in those markets, you you become bulletproof by that point. I mean, you you've been oh, everything yeah. said about you, good, bad, and you know, so these guys are they're they're way over it. I mean, if anything, they want the attention now because, you know, people just go up to them and say, you know. When you won the Super Bowl, that was so great. I mean, that's that's you know that puts a smile on their face and gives you a connection to that athlete. Yeah, one of the, one of the worst guys that I saw last year was Allen Iverson, and I was a big fan of his, him as a player. But he was there; he had probably four or five guys around him. He had he'll uh, be there like this year. He'll be there yeah, again. He had, a, he had a bucket hat on. He didn't look down. He didn't talk to anyone. And his signature is the worst. It's just like an A, right? It's really right. bad. And I'm like, I can't believe people are paying for this guy's signature. You just, I mean, for that experience. Cause just like you, you said, if you can, you know, you can get four sentences out of a guy and, and, and try to yeah, find I'm, something, a common ground. And I'm that's big, always fun. I'm a big fan of the nice autograph. So some of the nice autographs out there, Adrian Peterson is a nice autograph. Yeah. Like Goose Gossage, nice autograph. Like, so if you're looking for a nice autograph, these guys will actually sign like that. They won't just, give you a big A with the line, you know, or, you know, they'll actually sign. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, that, that's nice. That's like. I'm holding that, up my goose sausage card that I got. In that's an A plus in Catholic school. That's an A plus in Catholic school. No, but totally. And if you're looking for nice autographs, these guys will still do a nice autograph, but some guys will just do, you know, if he's not even going to look up at you, I say, save your money and forget it. Yeah, I I have a, a couple guys. I want, I really want Doctor J, and I have his rookie card, and I've been going back and forth about getting it, but he's pretty pricey. I think he's like three fifty or something. Yeah, he's pricey. Doctor J signs a lot in the New York area too, and people yeah. see him all the time. So I, you know, Doctor J doesn't jump out at me, but he's a legend. And if you're looking for vintage NBA guys, then... well, I went to UMass, so I have a a connection with him there, uh, and I've been trying to get him on the show for the. He's he's one of my guys that I'd like to get on the show. I just I haven't had any luck. Because he's in broadcasting, that he would would do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you never know. What? Um, so you 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 have a uh, media pass. You don't get the VIP to get it to get the autographs in the. Uh, I don't think so, but I'm not even going to be there for VIP night. I I'll, I won't be. I'll leave the next day. The other thing I want to warn people about something I'm worried about is that you've probably been reading a lot about these flight delays. So be aware that like I'm leaving in the morning on a Thursday. I hope things aren't so bad. I'm leaving out of Kennedy Airport, which is probably the worst airport in the world. But, you know, I know a lot of people might be delayed. And, you know, because a lot of people are traveling, thunderstorms, 
this happened last summer. I remember there was a lot of issues with travel, but I went to the sports card expo that was held for the pandemic in the summer. I got delayed and I had to leave yep. the next day. So be aware of that too. I mean, if you're driving, great, but you know, we're not driving, we're too far away. Right. And pack accordingly, just t-shirts and, and, and shorts and, and a, maybe a couple of nice golf shirts. I don't know if like a thousand degrees in the summer, it's going to be very hot. So, you know, and you know, you probably won't spend a lot of time outdoors. That's the other thing. You'll be inside a lot. So uh, my hotel's a few blocks away, so I'll be able to walk a little bit. But yeah, it's it, but it's a fun time. And the truth is, we talk about the autographs, but be be aware that you don't want to spend all your time just waiting in line at the autograph pavilion. You really want to right, see because the lines are long. Yeah, and it, the sport card expo that I went to, I went for five days, and that is the equivalent of a national. And if you want to sit and do dollar boxes or quarter boxes, do it. It will take hours and hours, but you're gonna find gems there. And I would do it if you're there for a couple of days, definitely take a day to do that because you, you want to peruse a little bit. But when you peruse, you're going to find that everyone's got the same stuff in the, in the in the showcase for the most part. It's the other stuff they have that's interesting that you need to really focus on. I remember last year, the big thing was the Mickey Mantle card. I don't know yep. if this year they'll be. Yeah, I, I had I have Derek Grady on on the TTM cast one on one on Wednesday. So I, I just talked to him the other day and, uh, you know, he's he's not sure what the, the buzz is going to be this year. Right. There's always that one big draw that draws everybody in, you know, and I'm just looking forward to seeing people, talking to people. I don't know if you're going to be doing a uh, recording from there. I yeah, I know what? Drew is not coming to the show this year, so we decided not to do a uh, recorder show, which is kind of nice because it was uh, last year was kind of half of the show was was working it, quote unquote, and the other half was, was, was you know, doing this, the, the yeah. being a collector. So this one's going to be more collecting and less. TTM yeah. cast, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, totally. And, you know, and, and it's funny, I spent I spent a lot the past year sending cards to friends of mine, including yourself. And then people are always very, you know, polite and say, you know, what can I do for you? And I'm like, you know what? Get me a beer at the National. So, <laughs> well, I'm gonna be you, must have, you must have a, a, a case coming to you. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just, I like, you know, you and I are very social. And so I like the social aspect of it. You know, I remember during the pandemic, the Sport Card Expo was remote. And the best part of that was the talking to other collectors, not the buying. I can buy on eBay. I don't need. Right. So it was, you know, it was going into into chat rooms and talking to people. This is better than a chat room. This is like face to face in a big room, and we all have the same. It, we all have the same interests. You know, we collect differently, but we all are in this gigantic club. And it reminds me a lot of um, very nostalgic for me. It reminds me of like homeroom in high school where everybody just got together and talked sports, talked collecting, and. We're all adults now, but we still have that childlike curiosity and love for something, which I think yeah. is great. Life is very complicated. Everyday life is difficult. People need hobbies, escapes. It's harmless. You know, we don't hurt anybody. Just don't spend more than you have. Don't right. you know, don't do anything crazy. Definitely come with a budget because uh, it becomes like a casino, and you don't want to go crazy. And so, um, you know, you want to bring some cash. There's ATM machines there. Some people take. Venmo more PayPal. It depends. Not everyone will do that. So bring some cash, you know, be safe. You know, I will tell people, people are scared of Chicago. This is not really Chicago. It's Rosemont. It's right. It's you're, way basically, you're basically five minutes from the airport. You're basically in a suburb. You're not in Chicago. And if you want to go see a White Sox game or Cubs, or you want to go into the city. If there's time for that, you know, people right. if you go to the White Sox, the White Sox is not in a, a great section of town. So if They're you not. It just be if you guys are going to any of the White Sox games that you can go to the national, just yeah. park in the lot. Don't think you're going to get a free parking out in the street because your wheels won't, your tires won't be there when you, you come back. 
Yeah, so we say be, be smart. If you're from a big city like Boston, New York, you know the drill. If you're from a smaller place, just know that you're not in Chicago at the show. You're basically outside, and it's much safer than Atlantic City. So just be right. aware of your money and your surroundings, and you know, and also the cards. If you're carrying expensive cards, just be aware of that. You know, and hotels have safes. You can bring it with you. I mean, I'm not a fan of the fanny pack, but if you want to bring a fanny pack or a knapsack, do that. Um, because I, the knapsack I bring to put my stuff in, but also to put my snacks in. So just do that and just be smart because um, a lot of bad things, you know, there's a lot of bad actors out there nowadays because there's a lot of money in the hobby. And so yep. be careful. And pace yourself, right? You got to pace yourself. And I always tell anyone, uh, right, have fun and, 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 and watch your budget. But if you see something you want or you like, buy it then because it's not going to be there when you come back the next day or, or two hours yeah. later or so, 15 minutes later. You're right, because the volume of people is more than any show you've ever been to. And so if you don't buy it, literally the next 10 minutes, somebody will see it and buy it. Especially if you're on the fence about it, you should get it because it will, or be be aware that if you don't get it, that you're going to lose it. And that's okay. Because if you, because if you, you're right, if you pass up on it, it will be, it will be gone, you know? So. Right. And don't be afraid to negotiate unless I talk about this all the time. Um, but keep in mind that these guys are dealers. It costs them money for the booth. It costs them money to get there. It costs them money for their hotel. They have, you know, they're they're there to make money. They're not there to be a best friend. But yeah, don't don't insult, don't insult the guy, right? Yeah, you know, I always my thing with with whenever I'm trying to deal is is I I look for a deal if I'm buying more than one thing. If I'm buying one card, you know, and what I do too is you know maybe because I'm old school. If I see a card I like. I'll kind of go to the side, look on eBay. I don't do it in their face. Trust me, dealers don't want you to tell them. But they know what the prices are. They don't, they, they you know. Right. They, it's their oh, card, they know. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, the last comp five minutes ago. It's like, I, you know, whatever. So I don't do that. But if it's like, oh, can I get $10 off? That's okay, usually. Or I'll buy these two. Can you take a little off? And then they do it. But you're right. Like, don't insult them because that's not cool. And these guys are working hard. And they're, you're right. They're not there for your satisfaction to make money and there's overhead there's food and travel and hotel rooms and and they got to pay the fee for the tables right. and display so they, display they space start, and yeah they start in the negative they got to get back to the positive right like a cab driver right you, you right you, right so you have to make your money and then make a profit uh, you know and so right don't insult them be polite and off, oftentimes there's dealers that people know already so that's always a good thing too yeah i mean and, and it doesn't hurt to grab a business card because that person might not have what you want that second, but they might have it or have, they can source it better than you can. So I always grab business cards of the guys, especially if a guy, if I guy that I like talking with and uh, you know, I'm in, he's interested in kind of the same stuff I am. I keep his card. So, and, and I'll go back, I go back months later and say, Hey, I might at the national, uh, you know, looking for, you know, Jim, Jim Rice, 1977 tops. You have it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, the key is networking. And I agree. Take their card. You can always email them later or you go back next year and then, you, you know, you see them in Cleveland, which is next year's venue, you know, whatever. I mean, it, you know, it's a big country, but it's a it's a small community still. And so I think it's important to to be aware of that, you know, and and, and foster that relationship at the national. That's why I, that's why I go because. Yep. Cool. All right. Who who is on your list and not his specific card, but if you see a card or a autograph or a picture of this guy i'm buying it it doesn't it doesn't matter so it's funny so this, yeah, i feel like i'm going i'm going with a lot of soccer in mind which is probably not ideal because it's not a lot of soccer out there 
but I, I am looking for Messi stuff. I do think because Messi's coming here, I'm interested in more of his stuff. Oh, speaking of Messi, before you start, I, yeah. I, I was at the Red Sox game yesterday. The woman that sits, the the woman and guy that sit right next to us, because we have season tickets, but we have we have a twenty game package, and she's got the same same package, so we become friendly with her. She right. has season tickets to the Revolution, right? So oh. I said, so I said, when the next year when the Revolution come around, I want messy tickets. Right. <laughs> and she said, well, I can buy tickets. I have I can buy tickets before anyone else does. You know, they get right. a. So that's your in then, because right, and that's what I'm telling you. So we got we got an in to, to buy tickets for Messi that's for next year. Next uh, year. A side note: I'm going to see the Red Bulls Revolution on Saturday night. So oh, nice. I'll, I'll be there. Um, and the Revolution have one of the greatest coaches in American history, Bruce Arena, who coached the U.S. national team. So, um, but yeah, so you know, the key is is I think Messi stuff before he actually gets here. Because once he's here, I think it's too late. And Messi's right. only high. But Messi's stuff has come down. He's had not a, you know, he had a great World Cup, but the season was kind of so-so. So I'm curious to see what can I get from Messi in terms of card-wise, autograph-wise. I'm just curious to see what's out there. He has signed a lot, but I'm curious to see what's out there in the wild because I think it'll be, I think he's going to become iconic to an American audience like Pele did. In, in the, Are you going to try to finish your 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 sticker uh, album for this? So my World, my World Cup sticker album, I did finish that. Oh, congratulations! So I did finish that. I do know that uh, oftentimes people will scold me for this and say, "Why do you go to the national and buy like wax?" And I said, "Why well, I buy wax because like David Adams gives me a coupon for the national, so I you want to use it. So I may use it for women's World Cup stickers, or I might use it for the Chronicles set we talked about, or whatever." Because I do like to rip stuff that's new, too. I don't want to just, yep. you know, I'm not buying wax from the 80s. I mean, I could buy that anywhere. So I do want to buy some new stuff. And there's a lot of, you know, like I mentioned Steel City or David Adams. I mean, all these big companies will be there. And oftentimes they have decent deals. And oftentimes you'll get, like I know with David Adams, there was like a freebie to go to the Upper Deck booth. And Upper Deck, by the way, if you go to the corporate section, Upper Deck is a lot of hockey. So yeah. you, want to, you want to go there. Um, and, you know. And they and have the, some nice stuff. The Upper Deck authentic has a lot of nice yeah stuff. a lot of museum type stuff that you to look at yeah cool. you know and a lot of gretzky and mcdavid and whatever so definitely if you're a hockey person gravitate towards the upper deck part because they could be freebies or giveaways or whatever it is which is worth going to for if you're a hockey person um i'm curious to see how big fanatics will be i mean last year the zero cool thing was huge and i'm curious to see what what they will do this year because they have so much of it so much their, their tentacles are all over the hobby. Now. Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually thinking in the future, it would shock me that would be called the Fanatics National or something. <laughs> well, I don't know. This, this is the last year of the people that have been promoting the show for the last seven or eight years, maybe 10 years. Wow. So we have a new promoter next year. I know um, Les is familiar with them and, and he's kind of very optimistic about what they're yeah. going to bring to the, the Nationals. So. They do, they do the New York shows and the yeah. New York shows are very good. The Hofka show and the White Plains show. They're very good shows. I mean, they come up around every couple of months, but they're big. Like the Hofstra one, they put 400 tables or 300 tables in this small space. They get great signers. It is a great show. And so it's the kind of thing where in some parts of the country you may be spoiled by these big shows. Nonetheless, I think the National is unique. You need to go to it at least once in your life. I went last year and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so much into the hobby now that I have to go to the National. Like, I just want to see people. I want to see stuff. Will I be in Cleveland next year? It depends. I don't know. Yeah, I, 
my wife and I were talking because the Major League Baseball All-Star Game is in um, Texas next year. Okay. So I think we might go to Dallas and go to the Major League All-Star Game and not and skip the National next year. Now, that isn't 100% certain, but... If the Dallas card show people are smart, they'll try to have their show around that same time, you know, that weekend. I, I bet they will. I wouldn't put them past them. Yeah, and then you can go to that. And, the, you know, the Dallas card show is on my bucket list because I've been to so many big regional shows. I've been to the Chicago Sports Spectacular. I've been to the Chantilly Show, which is great. If you like football, go to the Chantilly. I've been to Toronto for the Sport Card Expo, but never Dallas. I do want to get to Dallas. And for us East Coast people, Dallas is pretty far. But I do think it's worth a trip at some point because I think it's a great show from what I've seen. We are speaking with Clemente Lise. It is Clemente's world. We are talking national. We talked a little soccer collectible, a little of everything. Um, You know, I think you can get overwhelmed at the national, and I think you have to make sure that it doesn't uh, overwhelm whelm you. You gotta, you gotta, you almost have to. It's like uh, when you're playing ball, you know, and you want to slow the game down. You want to slow the national down. You don't want to. You don't want to get shot out of a cannon, and two hours later, you're just beat because you've, you've spent all your money and you <laughs> you haven't. You, uh, you've only been to 12, 12 booths. You know what? Another phrase: too much of a good thing. And I agree. It's like going to a buffet, so you can get overwhelmed. Take it in pieces. Enjoy it. Don't feel like you want to, because otherwise, if you do what you just said, two hours, you're exhausted, you go back to the hotel room, you're not, that's not enjoyable at all. And so don't get overwhelmed, but it can be overwhelming, depending on your personality, but you're right, slow it down, right? How do you slow it down? Just don't feel like you have to see everything, because if you're there for a couple of days, you will see everything. And you know what? You might miss something. It's going to happen. It's a lot of tables, a lot of people. You know, but like if I see a booth that's full of people, I'm going to skip it. I'll go back later. Like I'm not going to, you know, some, you know, sometimes those dollar tables are like five people deep. I'm not going to wait around. I'll, yep. come back. I'll come back. I'll circle back, you know. And so, you know, but oftentimes if you want, print out the map. I, I you know, I'll, oh, I have my phone. Thing is, last year, the national phone service was so terrible. And it was horrible. This year will be better. So you could definitely use your phone or tablet as your, you know, your guide. Because otherwise. Yeah, I recommend getting the show program. Yes. Uh, looking where uh, the booths are for people that you know or maybe have done business with before. Right. Um, right. And all, also check them off because yes. you're not going to remember you, you, you're going to go, you're going to go to a booth and then uh, you're going to, you know, you're going to walk around and then you're going to forget where that booth was. Take pictures, yeah. take yeah. pictures. The national is like a labyrinth. You could get lost because then you're like, well, where are my bearings? Like where's, where's the main entrance? And you look around, you don't, you, you don't know. You know, you're right. just, it's kind of like when you go, you're in a casino for the first time and you're like, okay, where, where did I, how did I get to in, in this place? And it, it can yeah, happen at the national. I totally agree with you. Take it in small bites. If you're there for a couple of days, enjoy it. And what I'm enjoying, I want to enjoy too, is what happens after the national or the trade night or, you know, what, you know, all the other stuff that goes around the national, you know, yeah. or, or dinner, whatever. And it's so a lot of events around that. And then, and, and, and watch for the kids and families. You know, if you if you got a you know if you bought you have some base cards that you don't really care about, give them out, give them to the kids because that we got to keep the kids. By, interested. The way, yeah, by the way, yeah, I'm glad you point that out. Last year, what bothered me was I saw garbage cans full of base cards in the garbage. Like, don't do that. Don't throw them out. Like, give it yep. to. A kid. There's lots of kids walking around with their families. Just give it to a kid. You know, a kid is really excited about cards. They don't really care. Instead, people just, they they open packs, they're looking for autographs, and they throw everything else in the garbage. Don't do that, you know, because there's people out there who want this stuff, you know, and, you know, it's, yeah, it's, you're doing a good deed. And so do that. Don't throw them out, you know.
Very good. All right, uh, Clemente, are you working on any articles? Get any new articles coming? Uh, so I have my my piece on Puck Chung on Connor Bedard. I will have a piece later in July previewing the national. So a lot of stuff we talked about today will probably be in that column that is going to come out soon. And then I'll do a national recap in August. Um, so that's what I'm working on. It really is very, nat you know, my, all my hobby stuff is very national driven, of course. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it is the event of the year. It's fun. If you haven't been to a national and I'm not being a patron for the national, but it's really a, it's really a fun event. And uh, a lot of people are there. Anyone that's anyone in the hobby is there. There's usually news, something happens. I'm sure fanatics will release something, right? Oh, yeah. And it's always about, the corporates are all about creating buzz at the national course. And so, yeah, yep. for sure. All right, buddy. We will see you in uh, less than three weeks. Anything else you want to add before I let you go? No, just everybody else enjoy the rest of the month. I hope everyone had a good fourth and, you know, take it easy, breathe. The national is almost here. Yeah. We'll start. We'll have you back on maybe in August, maybe first, second week, of August, and we'll review what you picked up and, and all the, the wins that you got and <laughs> how many blisters you have on your feet. I'll probably, be, I'll probably be soaking my feet while I'm talking to you. I know. It's it's a lot of walking. Have you been practicing? You've been out there doing it. Well, your... you know, that's the beauty of being a New Yorker. I walk a lot, but the national will test even that, you know, so. For sure. I, do you bring any your kid, your daughter, or do you bring your wife to the No, no, I just go solo. I do want to bring my daughter or my kids one year um, because I do think they they think it was fun, you know. They would think it was fun, but no, not this year. I'm going solo. Going solo. It's kind of nice. You you don't have to worry about anyone. Uh, anyone. You you eat when you're hungry. You, you get to you get to to go to whatever booth you want. People, people listening will know this. When you have kids, even just the flight is is relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, and my kids are still pretty little. So um so yeah, that I look forward to. It's kind of like uh, a lot of guys I think use it as their own sort of personal vacation a little bit. You know. Yeah. Um, it's fun. And uh, guys, if you go into the national, make reservations that uh, find the restaurants you want to go to because all the hotel uh, the restaurants are booked, packed, especially Friday and Saturday night. So if you make reservations, I'm just war war fire warning. We, we tried to go to a pizza place uh, when it was in Chicago two years ago, and it was like a four hour wait. <laughs> you know, and you, are you are you planning anything, Jeff, or no? In terms of, well, I'm not uh, doing. We're not going to do anything for listeners. Li listeners, I've got I've got a couple of invites to different parties, and uh, I'll, I'll, we have my wife made reservations at a couple of restaurants. So I'm kind of I'm kind of feel I'm kind of feeling around and seeing what everyone's doing, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I think maybe we'll try to get together either uh, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, or Friday or Saturday night at one of these places. But it's not it's not I'm not having a listener meetup or anything like that. Well, I definitely want to catch up with you. So I hope I hope. Yeah, so. no, no, we'll catch up. We'll de we'll definitely catch up. All right, buddy. Thank you. I will see you in Chicago. Be good and uh, stay out of trouble. All right. See you there. All right. I'll talk to you. Bye. Drew, I really think Clemente has been a great addition to the show. I think I, I love talking to him. I love talking to Les. Uh, it's great to get other people's opinions other than just me and you babble in for an hour, you know. Absolutely. And especially, I mean, especially when you get somebody who covers areas that we don't know quite so well. And Clemente, you know, is the big soccer guy. You've got Les, who's been around the hobby for, you know, decades before we were ever around it. So anytime you get somebody to fill in those kind of gaps, that is always a great thing. Very cool. Well, guys, that, that wraps up Clemente's world. Next up, we're going to do a little Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win.
The Certified Collectibles Group is playing to win. CGC Trading Cards and CSG are combining into CGC Cards, solidifying its position as one of the world's largest and most prominent card grading services. With the merger, collectors get a number of upgrades, including the option to submit without a paid membership, a Gem Mint 10 grading scale, a sleek new label, a simplified submission process, and prices you are going to love. Grade all your cards with CGC Cards and visit cgccards.com today. Well, Drew, making the grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community. We have some uh, June grading numbers to report. We do indeed. Yeah, for the entire month, we've got, let's see here, PSA down a little bit from the previous month. They did not quite hit that 1 million card mark. 999,000 cards that they had go through their offices there. So just short of that magic million mark, but still, I mean, that is a very busy month for them. Up 13% from uh, the 2022, excuse me, from the June of 2022 numbers. Uh, SGC had a nice month. They were up 10% from the month of June. 97,000 cards went through them. Down 4% since last year, but still, that's a solid number right there. Beckett up 4% since last year and up 14% since June. 74,000 cards went through them. CGC down a little bit, but I mean, they've they've had an excuse there. They've got the whole merger thing they've got going on right there. 59,000 cards down 9% since last month and down 35% since last year. But I bet those numbers are going to pick up for their July numbers. Yeah, I would think so. And their, their um, maintenance, their reporting was down a little in June. Yeah. So I think that contributes it to it as well. Guys, we get all our grading numbers from GemRate, GemRate.com. And speaking of GemRate.com, they provide us numbers for the Big Three. This week's Big Three is brought to you by GemRate.com. Whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week? Let's find out from our friends at GemRate.com. I love the Big Three, Drew. Yeah, it's fun. I love the big three. The big three is exclusive numbers. You're not going to find these numbers anywhere else. Just TTM cast. These numbers come directly from gemrate.com. These are grading numbers for the top four grading uh, companies, but it is the big three, the top three um, in the individual athletes whose cards were up and the, the top three uh, athletes whose cards were down. So this week we had three guys that were uh Leading the, the way, so to speak, we had Lewis Hamilton was up 42%. Cole Caulfield was up 22%. And Kevin Durant was up 15%. The big card for the week was the 2007 Tops Kevin Durant rookie card. 133 of those were graded last week versus 10 the previous week. So somebody really loaded up on Kevin Durant and said, okay. I got to get these babies graded, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's cool what see. Uh... It's cool to see Hamilton and Caulfield up there because we don't really talk about uh, hockey that much in either the big three or the bottom, in either the top or bottom three. And Formula One racing, definitely not something we talk about very much either. So kind of cool to see those two guys leading the way this week. Yeah, and these are these numbers are, are um, skewed by one. It can be skewed by one or two collectors, right? If someone has a bunch of cards they're sending in, it really increases their uh week over week performance but it gives you an idea of who the the hot people are and who people are, are sending cards into grade so mm -hmm. now the bottom three and i look at the bottom three and i was like geez i like all three of those guys <laughs> yeah i mean this is it's a big baseball week for the dropping uh the droppers here but julio rodriguez down 41 percent reigning american league rookie of the year winner adley rutschman down 44 percent 
hot rookie right there. And Jackson Holiday, top prospect in the Orioles organization, down 57%. But Holiday, if I remember, I'd had a couple of strong weeks there in a row. So not too surprising to see him drop off, but a little surprising to see that big of a drop off. Yeah, I, you know, again, I guess, it, remember, if, if someone sent in a lot of Julio Rodriguez last couple of weeks right. and then all of a sudden the, there wasn't a lot in one week, it is down. But it gives you an idea that, that baseball is not as strong as you might think, right? Mm-hmm. You and I are big baseball guys, but it, it, it's good to see that the other sports are showing up in the, the top three, right? That's what we just yeah. talked about. And I think with the all-star game coming this week, you might see another strong bounce back from baseball here in the next uh, couple of weeks. There is kind of, you know, it may drop off a little bit in the uh, run up to it. And then once the actual game happens, okay, it'll be right in front of people's minds again. And I bet those right. guys it, bounce it, right back. It's who wins the, who wins the home run contest, right? Yes. And who wins the MVP. They, those yes. numbers are certainly going to be up in the next couple of weeks. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, guys, thank you. We thank our friends at, um, Gem rate, and we're gonna have, we're gonna have Ryan on from Gem rate. He's gonna do the big three next week, Drew. Ooh, cool! So we will we 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 are free. We are free from the big three. Ryan gets to do the big three next week. So we will have Ryan from Gem rate on uh, to do the big three. But we thank Ryan and his team for providing the statistics each week. We get those numbers exclusively from our friends at GemRate.com. If you need to look any grading numbers from all the top four companies out there just go to gemrate.com they follow them on social media they post daily grading numbers as well as weekly grading numbers and you know, you can you know follow us we we always do give the weekly numbers and the monthly numbers but it, they also do daily grading numbers so you can follow them gemrate.com on social media all right guys that wraps up the big three next up is TTM cast stamp of approval I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM Cast stamp of approval. Well, Drew, I'm really intrigued by your TTM Cast stamp of approval this week. You just mentioned right. it, and and Les sent me uh, a link to his son does one of these things, and I didn't know what to cool. do with it. It was just a grid with with teams, and I'm like, I didn't I didn't know what to do with it. But now wow. you're gonna explain you're gonna explain it to me. So, yes. Drew, Drew, why don't you do your big three, and then I will do mine. All right. All right. Well, mine got. I, mean, I shouldn't is... say big three. Your TTM cast stamp for approval. Yeah. My my brain is going faster than than my mouth. Oh, my <laughs> mouth is going to... faster than my brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Drew. Here we go. Drum roll. Drew's TTM cast stamp of approval for the week. Yes. Well, this was sent to me by uh, Stephen Katsoulis, one of our listeners, who also had one of the uh, questions about international postage. So I answered that for him, and he said, "Hey, by the way, check this out. It's been my latest obsession. Here is this thing called Immaculate Grid." And so I checked it out, and. What it is, is it, this is perfect for anybody who like, you know, plays Wordle or anything like that, but it's a baseball fan. And uh, what it is, is it gives you this three by three grid. Across the top of it are three uh, categories and down the side are three categories. And in each of those boxes, nine boxes total, a three by three grid. So uh, in each of those, you have to fill in a player who matches each of those uh, categories there. And uh, uh so I'll, just to give you an example, I'll go through what uh, today's puzzle was. Across the top, it had the A's, Blue Jays, and MVP. And down the side, it had the Pirates, the Giants, and 20-win season. So in like square number one in the top left, you have to pick a player who played for both the A's and the Pirates. In the top middle one, you have to pick somebody who played for the A's and the or for the Pirates and the Blue Jays. And over on that uh, top left or top right one, you have to pick somebody who played for the Pirates and won an MVP award with the Pirates. 
and you have to fill in the entire grid there. And your goal is to try to get the most obscure players that you possibly can, the fewest other players pick. Because, I mean, you take, like, you know, Pirates MVP, you know, I mean, that's going to be like Andrew McCutcheon won it a couple of years ago. That's going to be right at the forefront of everyone's mind. So you're going to have, you know, 30% of the players pick that. But a lot fewer are going to pick somebody like Paul Wayner, who won it back, you know, the 20s or 30s or so. And he got a uh, four-tenths of a percent of the uh, participants picked Paul Wayner on there. So, uh he was probably the most obscure one there. You just try to fill in the entire grid there. So like, for example, with the Blue Jays and the Giants, my favorite player, Corey Snyder, played for both of those. So I put him in and one one hundredth of one percent of players have picked <laughs> Corey Snyder for this. So I'm probably the only person to pick Corey Snyder on. So yeah, go me. But yeah, you just try to fill in the grid with players who fit those categories and try to get the most obscure players as possible. And so it really tests your baseball knowledge and your even further than that, your knowledge of how obscure you can possibly get on some of these guys. So and did you it's earn a lot points? of fun. Do you earn points for the most obscure people? Uh, they do kind of have a, uh, they do give a, a point, like a score at the end there. What they do is they add up the percentages on these. So uh, my obscurity score today was a 19, which is pretty good because I mean, the highest player that I named was for Giants MVP winner, Jeff Kent. Like, you can put Barry Bonds or Willie Mays in there, but everybody's going to get those guys. Whereas Jeff Kent, not exactly the most recognized one out of those guys. And so only 8% got him. But then you get, like, Bob Welch having a 20-win season for Oakland. That only 4% got. Pat Henkin having a 20-win season for the Blue Jays. 4% got those. And then, yeah, like I said, you know, Corey Snyder playing for the Giants and Blue Jays, that's a tenth of a percent right there. So that's almost, you know, almost adds nothing onto your score there. So, yeah, it's really fun. It really tests, you know, your knowledge of baseball and truly your obscurity knowledge of baseball as well. So my TTM cast stamp approval for the week is Immaculate Grid. You can find it at ImmaculateGrid.com. They have a new quiz every day on that. Definitely check it out. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, and you know what? Les Wolf's son has it, has one of those. So hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Les Wolf's son a, a plug because he sent it over to me uh the other day. It's called crossover grid. And they have they have NBA, NFL, NHL. Ooh. Like so that. it's called it's crossovergrid.com. And he's getting he's getting over a million hits. Nice. I will be bookmarking that and checking that out as well. Cause I mean, I love the baseball ones there, but I could probably go nuts on a hockey one as well. Yeah. So it, it's crossover grid, it's NBA, NHL, and NFL. Nice. So the one I'm looking at has Cleveland Cavaliers, Washington Wizards, Portland Trailblazers on the top. San Antonio, Houston Rockets, and 73 inches or taller. <laughs> All right. So that's the uh, that, that's the NBA one. You want to re read the NHL one to you? Yeah, let me, yeah, I got to hear the NHL. NHL is Pittsburgh Penguins, Dallas Stars, San Jose Sharks. Then the, well, the other one is Capitals, Bruins, and uh, Senators. Oh, I could have a field day with that one. There you go. <laughs> I mean, especially when you said the Cavs and the Penguins right off the bat on both of those, like, all right, I, I've got to go and do this now. So yep. I know what I'm going to be doing right after we get done with the show here before I go. So Le Les is Wolf's son. It's called crossovergrid.com. We'll give a plug to Les. I, he sent it to me and I looked at it and I just, my, my brain froze. I like, what the hell am I supposed <laughs> to do with this? It's an yep. empty grid with logos. I had no idea what, what I'm supposed to do with it. <laughs> That threw me All off right, a little bit on the baseball one, too, because there is an instruction thing up in the corner there. And finally, I clicked that. I was like, oh, OK, so that made sense there. But yeah, yeah, I think he, he assumed people knew how to do this. But he, my, it's a Mac Grid one you were doing. The other one that I was looking at was crossovergrid.com. You can check that one out. That's Les's Wolf's son. 
is doing it. So see, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree in the, the wolf family, right? Right, right. All right. Well, thank you, Drew. Thanks for, for helping me because that was a that was a big help for me because I was totally clueless on what that thing was. He yeah. sent it to me and I sent him a bit like seven question marks. Like, what is this? <laughs> he sent it to me like two days ago. I had no yeah. I, I missed I I missed the memo on that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my TTM cast stamp approval. This is uh, my family. My my whole family is doing this. My wife, my son, and my daughter. And it is like, I don't know. We're addicted to it. We've been doing it for uh, two weeks now. It's called Duolingo, and you learn languages. And the mm -hmm. four of us are learning Spanish. So we're doing. I, I do Spanish. We do Spanish lessons. And my house is like. Yo hablo espanol, and everyone is practicing this Spanish, and you go through all these lessons, and uh, it, it, you know, it gives you points and keeps track, and uh, it's it's fun, it's addictive. So we've so, been doing it for, so now when we go to a restaurant, the four of us are sitting there trying to speak Spanish and order in Spanish and talk to talk to people in Spanish, and it's uh, we're we're we're, we're a four four gringos trying to learn Spanish. But the plan, the plan is, is to learn Spanish. The four of us are going to learn Spanish and then go on a trip someplace. Okay. Either Spain or Mexico or someplace where they speak Spanish. So we, so we're, um, we're, we're two weeks in and we all, we're all doing it and we're all kind of, my wife's very competitive, very competitive about it. So, <laughs> so it's good. It's a game. It's kind of like, you know, Wordle or any of these other games and they mm -hmm. run you through all this, the, these, uh, lessons and teach you words and phrases and it's pretty good so duolingo it's a free free app you can you can do a free app but we're doing it as a we're, we're doing a, a paid version as the family and uh we keep we, we keep track and uh encourage each other and it it's fun duolingo nice. have you tried have you do you speak spanish uh no i took french when i was in high school so i can do a bit there i've i passed the proficiency test but i'm far from fluent and I've actually used Duolingo a bit for uh, Finnish as well. They're the only one that has Finnish. Rosetta Stone doesn't have Finnish at all. So I found Duolingo had uh, Finnish. It's like, all right, I can play around with that a little bit. And I've gotten away from it a lot. I haven't done it in like probably a year now. But uh, yeah, I was doing that for a little while at least. It's fun. It is, yeah. So if you want to learn a language, and I'm really bad at languages, uh, especially English. So we're learning Spanish. <laughs> And uh, Duolingo, that is my TTMcast stamp of approval, and it's 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 been fun. So hopefully, in uh, I don't know, two months' time, three months' time, I'll I'll be proficient enough in Spanish to uh, the the family will be, and we can go on a trip. That's the plan. Yeah, nice. All right, that wraps up my uh, TTMcast stamp of approval. Drew, next up is the Vern Rat Minute. Vern Rapp Mid is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rapp, who passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request. We do this as a service to our fellow TTMers, so we uh, 
don't get embarrassed like me sending out a TTM request to people who passed away in the world of sports and celebrity. Uh, this week, we lost a few people. Uh, we lost Vince Tobin, who was coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He coached in the, in the NFL for a long time. He coached for the Cardinals from 1996 to 2000. He last TTM in May of 2023. He was a very good TTMer. Vince Tobin was 79 years old. We lost Mario Guerrero this week. He was the 31st Major League player from the Dominican Republic. Dominican time with the Red Sox, the Cardinals, and the Oakland A's from 1973 to 1981. Uh, he was not known to be a TTM at all. Mario Guerrero was 73 years old. We lost Darren Drawsoff, and you may not recognize the name from 1991 to 1993. He was on like the Jets and Eagles preseason games. He played for Denver. He actually was during Monday night. He they showed him puking, throwing up. And that was his nickname, Puke, <laughs> which is not, not the greatest nickname. But he actually went into uh, wrestling. He was in WWE for a long time. And he was a good TTMer. Uh, Darren draw, draws off. He was 54 years old. Uh, we lost Johnny Kim, or Jimmy Kim this week. Uh, Jimmy Kim was a gold medal winner at the 1988 Olympics in uh, Seoul, South Korea. He was in Taekwondo is where he won his gold. Uh, not a TTMer. Jimmy Kim was 56 years old. We lost Johnny Cook. Johnny Cook went to Mississippi State. He was a linebacker. He played from the Colts from 82 to 87. He played the Giants from 88 to 90. And the Browns in 1991. Do you remember him as a Brown, Drew? Very briefly. I remember he was a very high draft pick and uh, didn't quite pan out there uh, with the Colts quite as much as expected. But, yeah, the Browns brought him in there because they had a uh, pretty depleted linebacking core there at one point in 1991 with some injuries. And so he uh, – I think he mostly was uh, coming off the bench a little bit on special teams for them. But yeah, do briefly remember him. Yep. Johnny Cook, he was not a TTM or Johnny. He was 64 years old. Uh, we lost Jesse Taylor this week. He was a running back and a kick returner in the NFL, played with the Redskins and the Chargers for a couple seasons. Not known to be a TTM or he was 75 years old. Yeah, I believe he led the league in kick return in like 72 or something like that. So nice. he, was a, he was a pretty good kick returner. This is a really interesting story. Her name was Penny Ann Earl. He was, she was a jockey, mm -hmm. and a female jockey, and in the, in the um, 60s and in early 70s. And um, she was the first woman to ride in a paramutual uh, race wow. as a jockey. But the jockeys boycotted, all the male jockeys boycotted, a lot of them did, and it was a real a real big news, you know, woman, woman's lib type of thing, well, equal rights, all nine yards back in, mm -hmm. back in the day. And uh, she made news, and she became a, uh, she, the Kentucky Colonels, who were the, from the ABA, signed her for a, to a contract. Jeez. She was like five foot, I don't know, three or something, she was short. And they, in uh, November 27th, 1968 versus the LA stars, uh, they called timeout with like a minute or two left in the, in the first half. And the coach put her in, she uh, inbounded the ball. They called timeout, pulled her out of the game. There were like Jeez. 5,000 people in the, in the, the stands. She signed autographs for a, a lot of people. And she is, she is the first woman to play in a men's professional uh, basketball game. Oh, wow. So uh, she was, you know, very, very, it was kind of very famous. So Penny Ann Earl, she passed away. She was 80 years old. Kind of like the time that Minute Bull played hockey there. I mean, he didn't, didn't come off the bench at all, but he was in uniform and on the bench. So he gets credit as having played in the game there. Yeah. She actually got in the game, but literally yeah, she, she actually did, which is even literally better. she inbounded the ball. The coach was pissed. The owner was, the owner wanted this to happen. So yeah. the coach, they made the coach 
put her put her in the game. So he's like, okay, I'll get her. I'll put her in the game. And put she was literally in for like 10 seconds, you know? Right. Jeez. <laughs> but it was an interesting story, and I thought it was it was it was fun to share. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we also lost Fred Willis this week. He was a running back for a couple teams in the 1970s, played from 71 to 77 as a member of the Bengals, the Oilers, and the Broncos, a Boston College product as well. Uh, Fred Willis was 75 years old. Yeah, he was a New England guy. He grew up here in Boston, okay. in the Boston area, ended up playing with Boston College. And, um, you know, kind of locally, he was one of the, like, you know, the guys, your local guys was made good. And he, yep, he played yep. a couple of years in the NFL, which was kind of cool. Uh, this guy, we lost Bob uh, Garibaldi, Garibaldi, sorry, Bob Garibaldi. He played uh, two seasons, two really two games for the Giants, 1963, 1966. He was a pitcher. He was 0-2. He had a 3.08 ERA. He played 63 and 66, one game each. He uh, also played in the Royal system and the Padres system, but never made the majors. Uh, he was 81 years old. Have two starts in a 3.08 ERA and go 0 and 2. Man, he was not getting any run support in those two games, it seems like. Yeah. You know what? These guys, there's just some guys, we we do it every week, right? There's one some guys that make one game or two games, and usually they have like a seven or a 10 ERA, right? And they're right. Yeah. You know, they they pitch the two-thirds of an inning and let up seven runs. And so this some guys just the you know, he he was one of those. Four four uh, A players, right? He played AAA for most of his career, right. but at least he got in the majors. That's which which is great. Yeah, he's he's pitched two more games in the majors than I have, so that's great on him there for that. Yep. So uh, Bob Gar- Garbaldi, he was eighty one years old. Well, Drew, that wraps up our uh, Vern Rap Minute, and next up, we're going to talk a little TTM returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns. So do, do, do we embarrass you and let you go with your one return this week? Or do we, do we yeah. go with mine and, uh, you know, Hall of Famers up and down the row, uh, NBA, NBA All-Stars, uh, NF, uh, you know, Major League Baseball guys. I got all sorts of guys this week. You did. Yeah, I can just sweep mine out of the way real quick here because I think I actually mentioned it last week because it was coming in on Saturday. And I'm like, yeah, this should be coming in later today. And uh, we'll find out for sure if I'm right. And. I was. And so, yeah, I mean, I got that Brent Sutter last week and that's it. My mailbox has been empty besides that. I mean, I've gotten stuff from like that. I bought on sport lots and stuff that I bought off eBay and a few trades, but yeah, I, I don't know what's going on here. I've sent out about, you know, 20 over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully those start coming back in, but I think it was just a case where, you know, I wrote out a bunch there for a while and all of those came back quickly. And now I'm just kind of like, okay, well, uh, I haven't sent any off for a couple of weeks. I guess I kind of got to get back into that now and start uh, filling the mailbox again here. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully have a better week here, a couple better weeks upcoming and mail a few more out. Hey, true. I've had a really good week. I've had a lot of, a lot of guys, I, you know, my uh, baseball hall of famers are coming in. I got yep. Reggie Jackson. I got a couple from him for Jenkins. I got two from him, Harold Baines. I think I got four or five from him. Goose Gossage. I got two from him. And Brooks Robinson, I got four from him. So th- those are all really good returns for me. Yeah. And then uh, at baseball, I got two from Bob Boone yesterday, which was I was happy about that. And I got a 1987 Reggie Williams who played for the Dodgers. I got a, a return oh, yeah. from him yesterday. In basketball, I got Therese Halliburton. I got I sent a request out to the Indiana Pacers. He didn't they didn't sign my card, but I did get a um, a card from the the Pacers signed by him with a certificate of authenticity. It didn't cost me anything, so 
Uh, and they sent my my uh, self address stamped envelope back too. Oh, nice. So it was very good. And then I got some 1973 Topps football back. I got uh, Paul Lavage, who played for the Washington Redskins. Bruce Van Dyke, who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Royce Berry, who played for the Cincinnati Bengals. And Larry Hand, who played for the Detroit uh, Lions. So I got all those 1973 Topps uh, football cards back. So that is, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 different guys. Yes. And probably, I don't know, 20 or 25 different cards. Yeah. That 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 that's a Drew, that's a that's a Drew Pelto week. Yeah, that's that's I mean, that exceeds what I've done here in a while now. There's yeah, it's a real solid <laughs> one. Especially, I mean, that's both quantity and quality, right? That you don't usually get uh get much like that, both those together in one week. So that's a solid one. Yeah, it was a good week. And then I actually sent out uh yesterday, I sent out about 15. Nice. So uh, I'm I'm I got a lot of just some random baseball and a couple of football guys and just guys that have been kind of hanging around. So I sent out about 15 and then uh, my wife picked up a roll of stamps before the price of stamps went up. So uh, do, doing a lot TTM, I've been trying to get out, you know, 10 a week, which is, which is pretty, a pretty good goal. Yeah. All right, bud. Well, that wraps up returns. I think we should put a bow on this show and, and, and kind of wrap it up. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. We've got everything pretty well, uh, pretty well covered, I would say. All right. And this is how it ends. All right. Well, we've gone, and as I said, Drew, when we first started this, I think well, I thought we'd go for about an hour, and Drew and I, our seg- segment has gone for about an hour today. First, I want to thank Kurt Hubbardston, who is a TTMer from West Virginia. He was in Collector's Corner. Hopefully, enjoyed uh, my time with him. We had Clemente Lisi on back to back, two months in a two weeks in a row. Thank you, Clemente. We will have Clemente on. Uh, we're going to do a review of the National with Clemente after, so we'll have him probably in the on in the first week in August. I want to thank Bob DeMarco, who played 15 seasons in the NFL. He was a center. He was on our Wednesday show. Make sure you check that out. Next week, we have Derek Grady from Heritage Auctions will be on. Also, Les Wolf will be on. We're going to be doing appraisals. So if you have any items you want Les to appraise, make sure you send those in. Right, Drew? Yes, Send them in, too. Our email address is? TTMcast at yahoo.com. Yeah, make sure you send a picture and a description of the item. Make sure the picture's clear enough and good so that we can uh see see what you like us to uh appraise unless we'll do a free appraisal we're going to do a free appraisals with less next week we also have greg bates from um sports collectors digest who writes tons of articles and uh we're going to talk to greg bates uh, a couple things want to remind people we have our raffle we're going to be giving away a jim lomborg five by seven autographed uh card he signed it with his name and it's 1967 cy young winner so if you want to win that Send me your name and your mailing address to ttmcast at yahoo.com. Put Lawnborg in the subject line. We're going to give that away next Saturday. Also, I remind everyone, if you want a $10 coupon from Collects, send me your, your make sure you sign up for Collects. Put your, your Collects name and your uh, email address and we'll put uh, Collects coupon in the email address and we'll get you a $10 coupon from Collects. So that is it drew i think i don't think there's anything else anything else you want to add before i let you go no i think we've gotten everything uh pretty well covered on there all right guys we will see you on wednesday wishing everyone many happy returns be good and stay safe all right all right